Hello everyone and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina episode 81. We'll be talking about Loki in the second half of our show. I am one of your hosts, Josh902. This is our other lovely host of this awesome show. I'm BT3. What's good, everybody? What's going on? What's up, guys? Uh, we're streaming on a Tuesday. Tuesday? On a Tuesday. Tuesday, isn't it? Because um, we did not do a show on Monday. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think we're... Well, no, sorry, I'm just double-checking to make sure everything's in the right spot because we we were having a few issues right there at the start. But everything looks good. Tuesday. And... um. Uh, I have food, so I'm gonna be. I apologize. I usually don't like to eat on stream, so to 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 uh to head that off, I'll, I will be eating throughout the the opening at least a little bit here as we talk about stuff. I apologize. I don't like to do that usually, but I'm starving. Um, today is the twentieth. We usually do the show on Mondays, so but we're doing it on a Tuesday. I was not feeling well. I had a headache all day Sunday. Like all day, like from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed that night, I had a just an awful headache, which happens Oof. to me on occasion. You know, it was, migraines are a thing that I get occasionally. Um, uh, and 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 they they tend to make me feel weird for like a couple days after. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't feeling good Monday either. I played, I got up Monday and played a little bit of Final Fantasy, and then I I I got off and took a long ass nap and woke up and hung out a little bit and then went back to bed. Um, with with our friends. Um, if you're curious to what we're eating, we're eating uh, cornbread, green beans, and then and, uh, and pork chops. Um, country country cooking. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about Loki in the second half of the show. Um, Is there... I'm sure we have quite a bit to talk about. I have a few notes uh, written down. We have quite a bit of gaming news. The, quite a, actually, yeah, quite a bit. I was actually surprised with how much we have this week. Like, there's a lot of stuff dropped. More than I thought would drop. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Like, like we're we're kind of like almost we're kind of almost done with all of the like summer game stuff. You know, summer mm -hmm. game fest and E three and you know uh, all, all that stuff, right? We still have EA Play to go, which, uh, you know, our next, uh, I believe our next episode, yeah, our next episode will be about EA Play, so next week we're going to be talking about that and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know that they're going to be showing off some more Battlefield, which I know Josh is looking forward to. and I am. I actually, I actually think that game looks pretty damn rad as well, so... <laughs> I'll be curious to see what else they show there. I know, I know they have some exciting stuff to show us there, uh, and I, I just I wonder what else. But anyway, yeah, I'm just the only reason I brought that up is because I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised with how much gaming stuff we have like in our notes this week. Mm -hmm. it seems like a lot happened in the gaming world. Yes, sir. And I didn't even put any of the Trino Connish up in here, so we might talk about that at the very end of the news. Yeah. Um, before we get started. We always talk about what we've been up to lately. Uh, Daniel, if you want to start us off, what have you been up to this past uh, week? Um, uh, well, Josh and I both finally beat Saints Row the Third, the remastered. Our co-op run is over. We uh, we did it. We 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 made it. We made it through. We 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 completed it. It was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, playing that game for the first time. 
in co-op, but also mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, and then playing the remastered for the first time. So there's a couple firsts, and then the, you know, obviously I've played the game already. So you know, that part, the game, the story, and the characters and all that stuff wasn't new, but playing it with the, with a friend and the, and then the remastered, what well, that was the new playing it new for you know for the first time. So did that. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to see what game Josh and I co-op next because that was a good time. Yeah. Uh, played some Vermintide two, uh, for a little bit just to try out the the Chaos Waste stuff, and it was pretty fun. But man, that thing can go on for forever. Uh, yeah. Uh, I finally, since everybody has has been well. I, yeah, I'll just say ever since everybody's been playing that Final Fantasy MMO, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't think I'm gonna be playing that. So whenever <laughs> I get the MMO, whenever I get the MMO itch, I usually go back onto like Old Republic, you know, Star Wars: The Old Republic. So I hopped onto that and I finished the storyline to one of the characters that I hadn't finished yet, and that was the Sith Inquisitor. So I finished the story Ooh. for that, and that was pretty interesting. Um, I love that storyline because it's all about building your power base and kind of maneuvering your way up this ladder. It's really cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool how at the end, spoiler alert, if you guys don't want to be spoiled, I'm going to just say a quick thing. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity. Three, two, one. Okay, spoiler alert. At the end, you become a member of the Dark Council after you kill Darth Thanaton, right? Mm-hmm. Good God, I, I, you know, you know one thing that the Old Republic does really well? is they really make a good job at making you fucking abhor and hate, like absolutely despise whoever your nemesis is in that story. Because mm-hmm. I fucking hated that guy. So like in that storyline and the smuggler storyline, like every every like antagonist that they throw at you in the story is for like the main one. They do such a good job at making me hate that fucking character so damn much. But anyway... Yeah, you do finally you... kill the guy. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you remember those comics they did for uh, Swotor before it came out? Years ago, they would do comics that kind of led up to it a little bit. Because Darth Thanaton is actually one of the characters from the comics with a different name. And I didn't realize that until I looked him up and was like, oh, he plays this character in the comic book. Um... Which is pretty cool. I didn't know if you knew that or not, and I thought it was pretty. No, nice I don't. Too. I don't. I don't think I did. That's kind of cool. But yeah, I was. Yeah, just just saying. Like the the stories in in, in the Old Republic really make you hate that antagonist character so fucking much. Yeah, like uh, at, at least for me, they do. They 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 really they do a really good job of making me hate that character. Were you dark side uh, or light side? I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I usually tend to play my characters kind of like just the mix of both like i do some things light side some things dark side just whatever i think makes sense at the time but i mostly went dark side yeah so did you I'm become playing... darth Knox? i did i did become darth Knox. so if you play light side you get a different title <laughs> i didn't realize oh, really? this till later yeah you become That's darth somebody added. else i don't know what it actually is wow no yeah i became darth Knox, and i became a member of the dark council what i don't like though is after I completed the the story and I I, I had like some extra stuff to do on like uh, Ilum or whatever, so mm-hmm. I go to that planet, and then like, I, like I get that you still like you can still do stuff and like in in the game and whatnot, but what I really don't like is that when I go to like let's say Ilum right, and I, you have to complete like the 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 story for the planet or whatever, mm-hmm. they still like. 
they still like call you like a dark council member or like you still have like that that rank and that status or whatever but mm-hmm. the way that some of these people talk to you and they like oh go do this go do that i'm like am i a dark council member or am i a or am i a bitch dude like what what am i doing here man <laughs> How, how do I have this random officer guy just come like tell me what to do, bro? I'm like, nah, dude, I don't like that. I, I'm a member of the Dark Council. I should be telling everybody here what the fuck to do, man. Like, get right. out of here with that shit. I feel like they do that a little bit better with some of the expansions. Probably. I actually have never played any of them. Like, I've I've just been doing the the the, the actual like stories, the story the you know the base stories for each character. So I think once I complete all of that, then I'll finally dip my toes into the um the expansion stuff um but yeah i think the next character that i make in the old republic will probably be when that when they drop that new uh the new stuff you know that we they talked about like last week or the week before or whenever it was um and i think i want to do a jedi character this time i think i want to do like the what is it the sentinel or n- not the guardian but the other one but anyway because i haven't done that one yet but anyway yeah oh by the way the titles the titles are darth imperius if you're light side Darth Nox, if you're dark side, and Oculus, if you are neutral, so you become like a Darth. Uh, huh. You get like three different choices. I don't know. I don't know what goes into that. What determines it? But apparently, you get three different titles. Weird. Yeah, I became Darth Nox. I went. I went dark side. I, I, I was also <laughs> Darth Nox. Well, good luck to whoever out there is called Darth Oculus because you're fucking. You're <laughs> fucking VR now. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad name, but Darth, Darth Imperius sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Imperious, yeah, I mean, that sounds all right. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I, I, I finished my Sith Inquisitor storyline for that. That's cool. Uh, and what I do like is that, like, once you complete the thing, you get to like keep like your legacy, a legacy power for any other character that you use. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty cool. That you know, because you have your like legacy name, family name, or whatever, and you, with each character that you have, you get to keep stuff from. The previous one and i also like that you get to go to like any of the the homes that you've bought or whatever with any of the, your characters i know that kind of stuff i think is cool but anyway yeah i played i played that uh i watched resident evil infinite darkness the uh you know, the animated wow. resident evil stuff on netflix i was gonna check that out and forget and to be honest it was all right I I wasn't like super yeah I I was hoping it would be a bit better but like I I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on it like like watch it's only four episodes mm. so if if they're like twenty like four twenty something minute episodes so like you know let little less than half an hour four episodes so check it out let me know what you think I was honestly hoping for it to be a bit better I was just kind of like eh, you know I was hoping for something more but okay. I am curious to hear what your thoughts are on that so check it out and let me know what you think um. Definitely, I would encourage everybody to go watch it on their own and think what they said. And, you know, you know, watch for yourself, you know, check it out, all that. See, form your own opinion on it, as always. Uh, I watched Monsters at Work, uh, the Monsters Inc. show on Disney Plus. Uh, new episodes on Wednesdays, so I've been keeping up with that. That's been fun. Um,. Played Red Dead Online. I've played a lot of Red Dead Online recently because I just, you know, Same. it's just the game that I'm playing a lot of right now. And you know, with the with the new recent update, which unfortunately 
it's not as great as I was hoping for it to be. I, I, I was expecting more from it, and it just like it, it. It does get a little repetitive after a while, which is really unfortunate. They they need like a Red Dead Online needs like a massive update with a bunch of other with a bunch of different things. Um, but I, I don't know when or if that'll ever happen because they just seem to be throwing everything at GTA Online, and I know we we mention that every time we bring up Red Dead Online, but it's true. Uh, the new the new blood money stuff is fine. I, I I did the outlaw pass or whatever it's called the the new outlaw club pass. You know that you pay twenty five gold for and then you do it all and you unlock the things. I finished that already. It was it was pretty quick. It was only twenty five levels, so I'm done with that. And then yeah, just you know playing with playing with friends and you know helping people out and all that all that good stuff. So I I just, I just like playing the game. I love the game. I just wish there was more to do in it, so it wouldn't feel so damn repetitive all the time. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've been playing a lot of RDO. Uh, watch the quiet, rewatch the Quiet Place one, at, right, and then watch the Quiet Place two right afterwards. First time for me, I watched them both. Yeah, that was uh, that was cool because I I I really enjoy the first one. I think the first one's fantastic. Uh. uh And then the second one was 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 pretty good too, but I think I still prefer the first one, honestly, mm. for, in my opinion. As a first time watcher and uh, of seeing both of them, I also prefer the first one. Yeah, I can just I can only imagine watching what that what that movie's like watching it in a theater. Yeah, like, right, man. Especially like the first one is like so much quieter than I remember it being. Like. It is a quiet ass movie. Like I know it's called The Quiet Place, and it makes sense, but like, mm -hmm. man, the second one ain't that quiet. The uh, trip, yeah. Of course, watch the watch the Bad Batch new episode of that. That was fantastic. If you've been keeping up with it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, stuff on Ryloth that that's pretty great. But we'll we'll recap all of Bad Batch like we are today with Loki once we once that's all over. I uh, watched the Netflix film Gunpowder Milkshake. Which I which I enjoyed. It, I had some uh, John Wick vibes. It was like a it was basically like a female John Wick movie, like a you know, a, a John Wick movie for women. Uh, basically, kind of they had like the whole world building and you know, here's Karen Gillan's character and her mom's also a badass. And then you got you know Angela Bassett and a, a couple other ladies that whoop ass too. And it was it was it was fun. It was a fun movie. I I I, I had fun with it. And then uh, yesterday on stream, I tried out this game called Distance, which is a racing, like, I don't even know how to describe it. it it's it's kind of, it's a racing game, but it has, like, uh, very, like, futuristic, like, think of, like, neon and, like, you know, color and, like, and and it has a soundtrack while you're while you're playing the game and i normally am not a racing game guy but i had a good time playing that one that was fun man they just it's just you're racing on a track right but you're not like racing against other cars it's just like you you're racing against time so you're it's just you you're on the track and the, the obviously it changes each time like you know with, with all the different cool stuff that they have i played the campaign and uh yeah, there's like music in every fucking map and stuff, and they have they even have custom maps. Like I played, uh, fucking Rainbow Road from Mario Kart, 
you know, that somebody made that. There was this other one called like Neon Drive, which looked pretty cool. Like it's you know, again, as somebody who's not really into racing games, I had a had a blast playing this one. Um, hmm. So I would I would recommend it if you if you like if you like cars and 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 and, and cool mm-hmm. like scenery and, and 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 well I don't know scenery but that's probably not the right word but like just cool like backdrops while you're like dri- driving your car and 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 like cool music playing in the background then I think you'll enjoy this game. It's just a chill time you know with you know. A racing game, which I again I normally am not into, but uh, I had a great time with this one. So check that out. If check it out if it sounds any anything uh, interesting to you. Uh, well, here it is. There's a there's a description of it. The the Steam page calls it a atmospheric racing platformer, fusing futuristic arcade racing with parkour. Survive a deadly, mysterious neon-drenched city by jumping, rotating, and flying. Um, so if any of that sounds interesting to you, then definitely check it out. Because uh, again, I had a I had a fantastic time playing this game. It was it was a lot of fun. And then yeah, and then after that, I just played enlisted for a little bit because I felt like shooting Nazis. So that was all. Cool. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we finished. You know, I finished Loki because you know, but I didn't I didn't really add that in the notes because I mean we're gonna be talking about it later. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Uh, all right. Uh, you've been up to quite a bit, my friend. Um, I have been up to a few things. A few things I forgot to put in the notes. Um, obviously, we finished Saints Row, uh, which was a good time. It's good to play co-op. It's always good to play a co-op game with Daniel anyway, but it was really cool to get to hang out on his stream, talk to his viewers, and chill out there for like a couple weeks while we ran through that. Um yeah. Uh, Police Simulator. I don't know if I put this in my notes last week when I played it, or if, or if I put it in there previously, but I've been playing uh, Police Simulator Patrol Officers. Um, on occasion, I'll just hop in and screw around. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, and, and some weird stuff can happen. Like, I had a... I was managing a car accident in the game, and I was, like, looking around for the car. It turns out it was parked on top of a billboard, which was kind of funny. Um... <laughs> Uh, so I was enjoying, uh, that, uh, Deus Ex, so I own Deus Ex on good old games, GOG, the game of the year edition, and I've been watching Zeke play it, uh, like the early missions, uh, cause I know he was going through it, playing it, he's like, he's playing it vanilla, going through on like, just playing it off the disc, and, um, it kind of made me want to play it, cause I've never played the OG Deus Ex, it came out in like 2000. Really, it, it's like old. Twenty year old like, game. Yeah. yeah, it's like old. But there's some mods out there that kind of help it look better. I mean, you can still tell it's got age on it, but kind yeah. of, kind of refangles the controls and gives you a better resolution and stuff. Like, like semicolon in the OG game is reload, but but the mod I have fixed changes it to R, which is normal. Uh, <laughs> for for me after like twenty years. Um, so I dip in my toe into that, and I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, I dipped, like, the first time I played it was last night, and I played, like, to the first level, which is on the Statue of Liberty. It was pretty interesting. Um, uh, but the main thing I've been doing is more Final Fantasy XIV, which we finished the, uh, A Realm Reborn, which is, like, 
the entire the, the entire first game. It's the main storyline. Because Daniel, the game Final Fantasy is a lot like Star Wars in that there's a, a story that mm-hmm. has a it's a main story quest that you play through. And it sets up and people talk about how the expansions are where it gets really good, but I had an, I had a fun time doing it just in uh just doing like the regular storyline that's in the game. The base stuff, yeah. 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 It's called a Realm Reborn, it's like the base um uh story stuff. And I'm doing the patches because each patch has a storyline to it, and then that leads into the 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 first expansion, which is Heaven Heaven Sword. Okay. Um. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. But each, uh, I think each of the jobs has a story uh, quest line attached to it. Like I'm playing a dragoon. I was playing. I started off as a lancer, and I became a dragoon, which are these guys that use giant pole arms and they fight dragons. So a lot of their abilities let them jump really high in the sky and come crashing down on their enemies. As somebody that knows next to nothing about Final Fantasy, I've learned quite a bit uh, playing the games like uh, what a primal is, which is kind of like a Final Fantasy equivalent of a god, um, how they become summoned and are these powerful like beings. And I'm sure like I, I I'm sure like they're all kind of uh, loosely connected around like uh, other games. Like I'm sure like there's probably primals in in other Final Fantasy games, or they might not be called primals, they might be called summons or whatever. I don't know shit about Final Fantasy, so I don't know why I'm saying these things, but I've learned quite a bit. Um, and I'm enjoying uh, 14 a lot, and I will continue to play it. I wanted to play it last night, but they were doing a maintenance around it, and, and uh, from like, mm. to like 9 to like 3 a.m. my time, because uh, they were doing it on Japanese time schedule. I, believe. Uh, okay. I was going to say, isn't usually like Tuesdays a day they do maintenance for those games? But yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. But, but, but you said Japanese, so that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, they're they're running on their kind of time schedule, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah if anybody wants to check out 14, I highly recommend it. You know, we got we got a free company now. I can't say the name of it because uh, Phenom came up with the name and I haven't asked him how you say it. Um <laughs> But but there's a few of us playing. We're playing on Balmung. I don't remember which crystal cluster that is. But if you want to come check us out and hang out with us, come check it out. We'll invite you to the guild, the the, the free company. You know, we'd love to have you, I'm sure. The free uh, company. Um, But we've been having a lot of fun. Because it's not just me playing. It's Darper's playing, Phenom's playing, Majin's playing. There's, there's lots quite of a few of us. Right now. Quite a few of us are playing. Um... Uh, not really a thing I've been up to, but like an hour before the show went live, the uh, RimWorld expansion dropped, and I went to buy it, and my card was declined. I'm I am going to talk about this because it was a pain in the ass, and it happened literally just moments ago. Um, my card was like declined on Steam, so I had to call my bank and be like, "Hey, what's up?" And what they and what they told me after I played it on the phone for like twenty minutes to get to anybody, you know how it is. Um. They were like, hey, yeah, apparently Twitch had some fraud things that happened last week, and I, I gave away some gift subs last week. Mm-hmm. So they, they they locked my card and didn't tell me. Um, That's weird. They didn't tell uh, but I got it all, like, straightened out, and yeah, I, I assume, like, I was probably just supposed to get a phone call or an email or something, because uh, I use, like, a credit union, not, like, an actual bank. Um, that probably just got messed up somewhere. But it gave me a giant anxiety attack moments before we went live, guys. It was great. Let me tell you, I'm normal now. I'm probably going to be talking a lot because, like, the rush is over of the anxiety attack. So I just have, like, a bunch of adrenaline. 
so it's weird. Anxiety well, is a weird thing, man. <laughs> good that it all worked out, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I I bought the expansion for RimWorld, and that's what I'll be playing after this. Um, uh, probably well, once I'm in like chill mode. Um. Uh, that's all we've been up to. If we want to hit the news, we got quite a bit of it to go through here. Yeah, we have we have we have quite a bit of news. We have quite a bit of news today. We got quite so a few trailers and stuff. Too. We can yeah. definitely, yeah, we do. We can definitely go ahead and, and and get on with that then, if you're good to go. Yeah, let's hit it. All right. So we're starting off as always with the gaming news. First off, we are talking about. Uh, season five of fall guys uh the theme is jungle adventure uh and i'm pretty sure this is going to be dropping soon if it isn't already oh I don't, i'm not too sure exactly this tweet was from uh the 13th which is like a week ago uh and i know that the the current season which was the like uh you know the space futuristic theme one is was nearing its end um yeah so this should be this should be kind of neat i guess the mm -hmm. i like that they you know obviously switch up themes every season and whatnot it's just kind of cool seeing what they can do like skin wise for the little jelly bean people um it's kind of it's also kind of crazy that we're in season five of fall guys already but i mean the game has been out for like a year or you know however long now so kind of yeah. makes sense i still i still play fall guys here and then i yeah. i don't really play it as much as i used to it's just it's just more fun to play with friends um yeah like i hop I, in if bob is playing or something you know like yeah i usually try I to like play a little bit more when each time there's a new uh there's a new season so i can kind of get the uh you know the the battle pass stuff uh pretty leveled up but um yeah so it'll be fun to whenever that uh whenever that drops which i again i imagine it's pretty soon here so but yeah that's uh coming and then uh what else do we have here we have a update on ghostwire tokyo um were, were you interested in this game daniel before i was read this news? yeah yeah i was interested in this game i re remember we watched it uh yeah. i want to say a couple years ago at some e3 or some kind of gaming event i forget i forget like what events we see some of these games on because you we know, see some, some of, of them at multiple events too is the thing yeah like, that's true but also some of these are like pre-pandemic and i just yeah anything pre-pandemic is like i don't it's just like a different <clears throat> it's it, it, it almost feels like we split off into a different timeline you know right like we were like <laughs> we were doing everything like fine in 2019 and then in 2020 we kind of split off and then now here we are where like everything's fucked up and you know things are getting better of course but like I think man I just I think we originally saw this at an E3 because we saw the lady on the stage. 
And yeah, then, it was it was the lady that everybody like fell in love with, right? Like, because you mm-hmm. like, oh, she's so adorable and she's so yeah. like, charismatic and she's yeah, yeah, Ikumi, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I I was interested in this game. I, I still am. Yeah, uh, like I I definitely wanna wanna play it. I'm 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 very curious why, um, you know, when we get to see more of this. But I mean. With this tweet here, uh, they've they they are delaying the game to early 2022. Uh, they want to get the game in our hands as soon as possible, so you can experience the unforgettable version of a haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work at building. Uh, the release window will give them time to bring the world to ghost life as we've as they've always envisioned it, and you know the whole use the usual like thank you for being patient and all that stuff. So. Um. Yeah. I. 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 Were, is this something that you were interested in, or like, or scary games usually are or horror games usually aren't your thing, right? They're usually not my thing. I'll probably watch somebody play this. I'll probably watch you play this if you play this. Um, yeah. Like they usually aren't my kind of thing either. But I'll play horror games from time to time, like Alien mm-hmm. Isolation. And, yeah, I will on occasion you know, play them. Like I usually play them. Like if I were, if I am to play like horror games, I usually play them in like October time, just because you know the the whole thing and all that. Yeah. Uh, we have a friend of ours, which we'll, which we'll, we're going to bring on the podcast at some point. Her name is Nasty Stig, and she plays horror games like all year round. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious if she knows about. I have to ask her if she's, if she even knows about this game, or, and if she's like looking forward to it at all. Hey, there she is. She's in she the in chat. The chat. Right now. Hannah, hey. Hannah, Hannah. Do you know? I did say your name, Hannah. Do you know? I was gonna, I was gonna ask you later, but hey, you're here now, so. Are you aware of this game called Ghostwire Tokyo, and are you going to play it? Because this is a, a a horror game that I'm I don't know if you're aware of, but or, or if you do, if you are aware of, it, I don't know if you're interested in playing it or not. If you are not aware of it. Oh well, check check out a trailer and let me know what you think. Unfortunately, it's been delayed to early 2022, but I think it still looks pretty cool. And honestly, like I don't mind waiting because because um. There's always games to play, so I don't mind waiting. But you should check it out, Hannah, uh, and then let me know what you think. Anyway, uh, Company of Heroes three is coming next year. This was kind of this kind of came out of nowhere for me. I don't know, was this something that like we knew was 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 happening, or like did, like what did you know about it? So here's the thing I heard, and I don't know how true this actually is, um, but uh, uh, it's probably pretty true. They I think they've been working on this, and they've been working with creators, other streamers on this, but they had them mm. NDA'd out the yin yang um, uh. until like this dropped, or or I could be I could be completely mistaken on that, but I know the big thing Probably. is like, but the big thing was like they wanted people to get out there and kind of check it out, so they had streamers playing this. They Cope was playing this, um, some other like Day Nine was playing it, I think. Um, we're out there playing. They had like an alpha thing that people could play. Hell, you could play it. Like me or you could have played this. I didn't. I didn't because I usually wait when RTS is like, I usually wait a little bit on these. Um, I am a big fan of the other company of heroes. Um, but yeah, this was like a little bit of a, I think it's a little bit of a surprise. I didn't know they were working on it. Uh, personally, yeah, I, it, it, to me, it was a complete surprise. Like I didn't know anything about this. I didn't even like, I've never played any of the Company of Heroes games. Like, I, I think I have the second one because like like gave it away for free at some point. But I've always like I remember hearing about the first one like years ago when it first came out, 
and I've always wanted to play it, but I never have. And someday I want to, and I will, and stuff, because I, you know, I like RTS games and whatnot. But yeah, this one—it it feels like it just dropped out of nowhere. Like I had no idea that this was even like. First of all, like I, I hadn't heard any rumors that you know maybe they were even like talking about doing it or anything like that. But then, like all of a sudden, here's an announced trailer that it's happening, and it's like, damn, what? Where did this come from? I'm a, <clears throat> I'm not well informed on any of the details. I, look, I didn't watch. I didn't watch anybody play this. I wanted to, but I was like busy, and like, uh, cause I and I would also like to give it a go. But I know they they put it out there where people could get their hands on it because they want feedback on everything. Like they're huge into the feedback, especially because, like, the RTS has kind of died out a little bit, you know. And then, like we got MOBAs and all that kind of stuff, kind of took their their place almost. Um, but this the company of heroes games are a real time strategy, like like command and conquer build your base up make troops kind of kind of strategy um i think there's a a real-time pause kind of thing there's some sort of campaign overview map thing you know i heard co talk about it a little bit on like drop frames the the podcast he does on jp's channel um but my and my i don't know a lot of the details but i'm very intrigued i'm very happy i love the company of heroes uh games and I'm interested in seeing more and playing this when it uh, when it has a full release. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be releasing next year in 2022, apparently. So yeah, that that they got like an announced trailer we've got rolling. It's just a, like a cinematic kind of trailer, but yeah. Um, so in multiplayer, cool. you can play as German, UK, and US forces. Uh, though in the campaign, you'll just be playing the allies. Uh, it is no a turn-based, take place on a huge map with discrete objectives. Uh, the game's big pitch is the holistic loop that keeps the overall campaign feeling uh, linked to the RTS battles. Uh, everything you can do in real, everything you can do in a real-time fight, you can do on the turn-based map. You can potentially wipe out enemy forces before the main fight even happens. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I again, I man, this this kind of just out of nowhere, but it's kind of cool. I, I, I am I am glad to see uh, that our RTSs are are you know still because like you said, you know, not, we're now in a world of mobas. That's kind of the thing mm -hmm. that everybody is making and playing and whatnot. So it's cool that we are still having uh, RTSs here and there. I. Yeah, it's it's always it's always good to see, man. Like you know, they came out with that Conan one like not that long ago. I forget a couple years ago, maybe. Yeah, the the. Like uh, oh, I forget what it was actually titled, but I know we talked. Yeah, about, I remember the game. Like, Conan like unconquered or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. Oh damn! Uh, he threw a knife at that dude. That's cool. But yeah. Um. And then oh, and then also we're getting that like Starship Troopers one too, right? Yeah. Uh, it's on my wish it's list. Called, like, it's called Terran Command. Social Troopers yeah. Terran Command. It's out some at some point this year. But yeah, it's 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 kind of cool to see like a resurgence in uh, in no, the RTS. Not, not Conan Exiles. We're talking That's about the, the strategy wrong, game. <laughs> the other Conan game. Conan game. <laughs> yeah. There was an RTS Conan game. Um. 
but yeah, uh, excited for more Company of Heroes. Um, and they seem to be, what really excites me about it is just the fact that they're trying to get it out there to people and to give feedback on it. Like when you listen to your fans, that's how you, that's how you win them over. So it's a good, you know, it's a good, uh, it's a good strategy, man. It's what I like to hear because like when they did the Command and Conquer remaster, they had fans on the feedback train like immediately. They had people, I think they even hired some of the fans and paid for some of their work to, to be in the game. Like I know some people had to do like some nice. video work for them and stuff. That's cool. That's cool to me. So like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, Company of Heroes 3. A surprise announcement that uh, I was surprised to, to see too. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty, yeah, that, that's it's, it's, it's cool to see for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Next up uh, Netflix is planning to offer video games. Uh, in a in a push to you know go beyond films and 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 TV, uh, this is an article from uh, Bloomberg. Uh, Netflix Inc. is marking its first big move beyond TV shows and films. Uh, it planned expansion to video games and has hired former EA and Facebook Inc. executive to lead the effort. Mike Verdu will join Netflix's vice president of game development, reporting to reporting to uh, COO Greg Peters. Uh, the company said uh, Verdu was previously Facebook's vice president in charge of working with developers to bring games and other content to Oculus with virtual reality headsets. The idea is to offer video games on Netflix's streaming platform within the next year. According to a person familiar with the situation, the games will appear alongside uh, current fare as new program as a new programming genre, similar to what Netflix did with documentaries or stand-up specials. Uh, the company doesn't Currently plan to charge extra for the content, said the person. Uh, yeah, so there's a little bit more details there with that. Um, how do you feel about Netflix uh, diving into uh, gaming now, you know, beyond like TV and, 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 and movies and stuff? I think it's interesting. I think uh, I don't want them to do a stadia because that's what this kind of seems like to me. We're going to do this streaming kind of streaming game thing, which nobody's really quite pulled off yet. Um, you know, uh, hiring an exec from EA and Facebook doesn't, you know, that doesn't excite me. No offense yeah. to, the, to that guy, but like, that's not yeah. necessarily a good thing. Um, well, Josh, I think it's he's cool. Worked, that... he's, he's worked on The Sims, <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies, and Star Wars. Come on, man. Well... You know, uh, and he was and he was the chief creative officer for Zynga Inc. between 09 and 2012. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go know, ahead. I'm just no, I'm just, no, <laughs> I'm just trying not to laugh um, yeah. <laughs> because what uh, I want to say is I don't obviously I don't want it to fail. Like more game stuff is great. But, um, you know, they're not giving me like right off the bat, not a lot of confidence with with uh, that particular hire or. With there, we're gonna stream things because you know Stadia just crashed and burned, you know, not too long ago. Trying to do kind of the same thing, other than uh, except that you had to like buy games on their platform and their streaming wasn't worth the fuck. So, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe could be cool. I think Netflix getting into games is cool because, you know, I think maybe I can think of as The Witcher and the series and The Witcher game and all that kind of stuff, and like it feels like part of that kind of fit into this. Maybe that's just me reading too much into it. But it definitely seemed that way to me. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I don't want this to fail, but they don't, uh, not hit me with the most confidence <laughs> right off the bat. What, what do you think? Fair, man. That's fair. No, I, I, I kind of am in agreement with that. I'm just curious how they're going to go about it. Um, cause yeah, like if, like you said, if they go, like, if they try to do another stadia thing, then I don't, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. The, the plan is for them to do it within the next year. So I'm sure we'll be getting, uh, more information about this, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, we'll 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 just have to see. They, all right, you know, it's all it's all about uh, making more money, right? Luring new people in with here. We're doing gaming stuff, and you know, yeah, we'll we'll see. Anyway, uh, I I, I we'll, I'm sure we'll have more to dis talk about uh, when they reveal more information about it. So. Uh, next up, we have uh, the announcement, the official announcement trailer of the uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which, uh, yes, it is a Super Smash Brothers game for Nickelodeon. Yes, yes, it is. Let's, let's roll this footage. I haven't watched this yet. I know what it is, but uh, I haven't actually watched this. You got, you got, your, got your boy, Mikey. Yeah. So a bunch of a bunch of Nickelodeon characters Sandy beating cheeks. the dog shit out of each other. Yeah, so some cheeks, you know what I'm saying? This is uh, Nickelodeon Smash Bros. Is what this is. Yeah. Hey, they got the fucking uh, lady from uh, uh, Real Monsters. Smashing. Smashing. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. You know what? You know what's kind of bizarre to me mm. is that they're showing off all these characters, right? <laughs> Reptar. Like here, we have all these cool Nickelodeon. You know your favorite characters from our Nickel. You know all of our Nickelodeon shows. Only a few of these are actual fighters, right? Like Danny Phantom and like the Ninja Turtles and stuff. Yeah. Yo, where's where's fucking Aang, bro? Where's the Avatar, <laughs> dude? He's like one of the like few actual like fighters, and he ain't. They didn't put him in the trailer, right? I saw some people saying we spotted him in here, and he's in a he's in like a backdrop somewhere, like him and know, Korra man. supposedly. Cause like you know, you know that Avatar and Korra are gonna be in this game. Right? They have like, to be. You know, yeah, they did. You put it. I put in all the Avatar characters. Are you crazy? Like they're the yeah, all like, fighters. Like they're grounded with martial arts in their exactly. shows. Like, how, how, how could you not have? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it'll it'll be funny just beating the shit out of somebody with Nigel Thornberry and just be like smashing after you just Sponge, beat the shit out of him. SpongeBob's S tier man. He's gonna be at the very top of the meta. Um, he's gonna win all the tournaments. No, Could you imagine? No, no. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But that, that that game looks like it's gonna be cool. It's you know it's a Smashing. Smash Smash Brothers esque game with Nickelodeon stuff. So you know it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, here we have one of the the the, the bigger uh, news stories of the past week, and that is uh, this Valve. was unexpected for me. Yeah, yeah, Valve's. Steam Deck, not to be confused with Elgato's Stream Deck. 
why they chose this name, I don't know. Uh, why you would want to be confusing as fuck, I don't know. I, f- I just feel... I-, I can see it already. Phenom said this on-, on Discord, too. Just imagine all of the uh, Christmas presents that are going to be... Yeah, I saw that. That's how he said that. Like, but mom, I wanted a Steam Deck, not a Stream Deck. Yeah, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, but anyway, Valve has announced a Steam Deck, which is a basically a handheld PC. Uh, it's a Nintendo Switch piece version of a PC, basically. Uh, it is. Uh, it will be going on sale in December for uh, starting at three ninety nine. Uh, it was previously rumored as the Steam Pal, which would have been a better name than Steam Deck, just to avoid confusion, in my opinion. Uh, but I mean, this. So here's the here's here's my thing with this. Um, if you already have a PC, this seems kind of pointless for the average person. However, however, if you're somebody that travels a lot and you you can't really have your PC with you, or for whatever reason, you just can't get a PC, but you, because, you know, PCs, because I mean, to be fair, actual PCs are more expensive than 400 bucks, right? Like mm-hmm. if you want a good PC, you're gonna need more than four hundred bucks. So, uh, if you if you want a PC but you can't really like afford it or you know whatever that that you know for whatever reason, or you you or you travel a lot and you don't you know the Nintendo Switch isn't good enough for you, then I I I can see why this is appealing. And I mean like the idea of it is really cool, but like for me, I, I just don't. This this is not going to be something that I get, but I I can see the appeal for just for people uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think this is for like you or me or you know unless we just want one for the hell of it. We don't really need. Yeah, one. which I, I I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to buy a Steam Deck. You know, I can't I can't You're do right. that. But I I I've seen people like pre-ordered already, and you know, they're 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 getting their. Um, you know their deposits in, you know, because you have to drop like five bucks or whatever, right? To like, mm-hmm. you know, pre-order it and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it's it seems kind of cool. Um, the idea of it is cool, but I mean, I just it's not going to be nothing for me. However, uh, there's a forty watt battery, forty watt hour battery inside the Steam Deck, which offers a two to eight hours of gameplay, according to Valve. Uh, it depends on how taxing the software is. Uh, for audio, the Steam Deck features a dual dual microphones, front-facing speakers, and a headphone jack. Uh, the entire machine weighs 1.47 pounds and measures at 11.75 inches long by 4.6 inches high, uh, 1.93 inches deep. Uh, the Steam Deck's official dock allows users to connect the handheld to an external display like a TV or a computer monitor. It has three USB ports. One is a USB 3.1, and the other two a USB 2.0. Uh, it offers two video outputs, DisplayPort 1.4 and HDMI 2.0, and an Ethernet jack. Uh, the dock will support video output in a maximum resolution of 4K at 120 hertz uh, or 100 or 8K at 60 
Uh, although considering the power of Steam Deck's components, it's exceedingly unlikely that it could natively run games at those resolutions. Uh, Valve will sell the stock or the dock separately. Uh, there's no word yet on the price of release date. Uh, however, they did specify that it will be compatible with any USB-C dock that you can buy off the shelf. This, this, that's for the Steam Deck, rather. Gotcha. Uh, Steam Deck will also function as a normal computer, allowing players to install and use PC software. For instance, uh, you'll be able to browse the web and watch streams and as well as play games. Uh, Steam Deck supports Steam features such as chat and notifications, uh, cloud saves for games, remote play, and the Steam Store. Uh, while the Steam Deck doesn't run Windows, uh, instead it runs Linux-based uh, Steam OS uh, 3.0, which uh, which Valve says is built with Steam Deck in mind and optimized for handheld gaming experience. Uh, and he, another interesting thing about it is that uh, Valve isn't stopping you to uh, do what you want. So you, I mean, you could install Windows if you want, and you could you know go on the Epic Game Store and stuff if you wanted to. Uh, you know, the Xbox Cloud Gaming is also available in the web browser, but, uh, you know, so, like, if you wanted to, you could use the Steam Deck as a portable Game Pass machine, you know, uh, if that's your ch so you're choosing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really neat, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Yeah. Uh, like we said, though, it's not really for us. It's for people like, you know, Xavier Woods, who's on the road all the time and needs, you know, would yeah. like to play PC games. You know, he's mm -hmm. the one I thought of immediately when I saw this as somebody that loves his content on Up, Up, Down, Down and, and Battle of the Brands and all that stuff he does on his YouTube channel. Uh, and he's a professional wrestler on the road all the time. Like, I immediately thought, oh, I know Xavier Woods is going to want one of these or all those wrestlers that are gamers now that will want one of these things. Yeah. Um it's cool. I would love to to see one in person. I'd love to hold one in my hands just to see what it's, you know, like. Just to see how it feels, how heavy it is, how the yeah. controls feel. Kind of, I want to see how the trackpad feels and all that. I'd like to do that kind of stuff with it, but I don't so want. I don't apparently, want. like the Joy Cons are going to be so like a, like a million times better than the uh, the Switch ones because the Switch ones have a lot of drift or whatever. And they said that uh, they've been like working on the Steam Deck to ensure that that you know is not an issue or you know it's not as big of a problem as on the switch right mm -hmm. so that's cool and also i didn't mention but there's like three different versions of the steam deck that you can get so there's like the 400 dollar one which has like 64 gigs of memory and it comes with a carrying case uh there's like a 530 dollar version that has uh, 256 gigs of, of, of memory uh Faster storage comes with the carrying case, and you get an exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle, and it has the NVMe SSD. Uh, and then there's like the the big boy bundle, which will cost you, which will run you at six hundred and fifty bucks, and that is five hundred and twelve gigs of space. Uh, also comes with the NVMe SSD, uh, fastest storage, premium anti glare etched glass, exclusive carrying case. Exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle and an exclusive virtual keyboard theme. So there you go. If you you know, pick and choose your the one you want. I guess if they're still available. You, I mean, I, I'm on Steam right now checking, and you can reserve all of them. 
any one of the three right now for five bucks. So that's cool. I there think it's go. deep, there's but your, not for me. There's your Steam Deck I, again. I think it's a really cool idea, but it's not it's not something that I I don't, I don't need it. You know, like it'd be cool to have, but I don't need it. Yeah. All right. Moving on from that, uh, another delayed game. There's a lot of delays this week, by the way. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of delayed games. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide, or not Vermintide, Jesus, Dark Tide. Warhammer 40k. I I, I mentioned Vermintide because I played it recently. Yeah. <laughs> as I as I mentioned up top of the show, but Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, uh, they've made the difficult decision to move the release date to the spring of 2022. Uh, they have a responsibility to deliver the best game they possibly can, and they need, and frankly, they need more time to accomplish the goal. Uh, it's no secret that building a game during a pandemic is a challenge, and we are not immune to this. Uh, we are planning to use extra time to focus on the level of quality of release, as well as invest systems to support Dark Tide for years to come. Uh, they couldn't be more excited about it. In fact, the toughest part in this decision is the fact they won't be able to put the game in your hands sooner. Uh... Yeah, so they're they're pushing it back. Uh, yeah, look, Again, man, I usually have no problems with this stuff. Like, take making a do making a game is hard, even in the best of times. And let's be real, it ain't been the best of times lately. Okay, like, and even in the best of times when they delay a game, I'm totally fine with it. So, you know, go out there and make the best best game you can. Don't don't crunch. People don't want you to crunch. People don't want. People don't want the people to be suffering their mental health and physical well-being trying to get something out there that just that you just can't make, right? Like, so I'm fine with delays. Um, best of times, worst of times. Totally understand. Totally cool. Uh, but yeah, I know I was looking forward to this and you are as well, I believe. We're interested in it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, it's fun playing Vermintide like every once in a while, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Dark Tide. That should be, should be cool. Should be fun. Spring 2022, so we gotta wait a little while longer, which I'm fine with. You know, I just, that just gives me more time to play Vermintide before we move on to Dark Tide. You know, it's mm -hmm. all good. Clear, clear out some of the backlog as well. Yep. Good, good. All right. What's next? All right. Next up, we have uh, the we officially now know who will be voicing uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther, in uh, in Marvel's Avengers game, and that is uh, Chris Christopher Judge from God of War. Uh, boy, uh, boy, yeah. So God, Kratos himself, uh, Christopher Judge, will be voicing T'Challa in Marvel's Avengers, uh, the Black Panther. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. He's uh, he's got a he's got a great voice, uh, as we know from, you know, uh, God of War and then the, the plenty of other things he's been in. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think this is pretty cool. I haven't played Avengers in a long time. I might reinstall it again when this new thing comes out because I'd be curious to check out what the new, you know, Wakanda looks like in this game, and hopefully they get have like new enemy types and just hoping for new things right so yeah definitely check it out when that drops which should be like kind of soonish i think maybe like next month or something um but yeah 
that'll be uh that'll be good that'll be good um they have they brought out like images and stuff of uh of black panther um how he looks uh in the game just a couple screenshots the 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 wakanda just based off these couple screenshots looks pretty good um even just the small bits of like background that we see it looks pretty cool um so yeah we uh we shall see yeah that's cool I haven't played Avengers in a while. I don't even think I have it installed at the moment just because I wasn't really... I needed space. But yeah, I, same. Same. The cool thing is that Christopher Judge worked with Beth McGuire, who was the dialect coach on the Black Panther movie. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be using the accent that they use in the in the MCU for uh, for the game. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Because, he's yeah, he's been working with her on that. So I think that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I think that's... That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely be trying this out, and I'll let you guys know my thoughts and what I think about the DLC when it comes out. Uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I hope I hope it'll be fun. I mean, the the other DLCs they come out with, uh, they were okay, like the the Kate Bishop and the and the Hawkeye ones, but yeah. Anyway. Moving on to the uh, next uh, bit of news. Uh, we have a trailer, I believe. Gundam Evolution preview trailer. Which I believe this is Gundam, but Overwatch. So I got the trailer up. I think this is the right trailer for that. Um, You pick your Gundam and the enemy team picks their Gundam. And it, this looks very overwatch -ish. Holy shit. I haven't actually watched this yet. I just threw it in here. Um, it does. It, it does. It does look very, very Overwatch. Yeah, this is a uh, this is Gundam, but Overwatch. Uh, so if you're a Gundam fan and you like Overwatch, and you like Overwatch, this is gonna be perfect hey. for you. Um, but yeah, I threw it in here. The whole thing's in Japanese. It's not in English at all. This so. looks very Overwatch. Like I, I like just watching this thing. It looks like a, almost damn near a copy. Like right. Like I, I I'm I, I need to know like what they what they're adding on to Overwatch that is not already in Overwatch besides it being a Gundam game. I have no clue. I just threw it in here because I saw Gundam. I was like, oh, that looks that'll look a neat trailer. I mean, I like news. Gundam. I, I love Gundam. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's cool, dude. Like I, I. Oh damn, that dude's got a sword. He pulled a Genji. Um. Gundam Evolution. Okay. Cool. Yeah, very, very Overwatch. Dude, <laughs> super Overwatch. Holy crap, dude. What the hell? That is like super fucking Overwatch. What the hell, man? When you said that, I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll see what that is. But it's literally like, it is literally a damn copy of Overwatch. Wow, I can't believe it. Uh, okay. <laughs> So what what's the next game we have up here, Josh? Uh, we have uh, another video Gundam. for Shin Megami Tensei Five. God, I mm -hmm. thought I was gonna butcher that, but I think I nailed it. I, I think, think it's a story it, yeah. trailer. Um, a uh, quick three minute trailer. We may not watch all of it. I don't know how much this appeals to me. I I don't I not like mildly interested. The only thing that interests me about this is I love Persona, 
right? And like, this is this is kind of similar to that. Persona esque. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not. I know these games are super animu. Um, animu. Um, yeah, they, they, this shit got like a lightsaber or something. What is it? Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't know anything about this. So I don't know I'm, none of the story just... stuff on these games. I've never played one of these before. Like, like, yeah, I don't I don't know shit really about these. I just threw it in here because I thought it'd be interesting to watch. Uh, the trailer the trailer is not in English. It's in Japanese with subtitles. Um, very very weeb. There's just so much going on in these types of games that I don't know, like, what, like, what, like, what's happening? There's, like, there's, like, people wearing, like, you know, like, 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 like this person here, like, a, a cyber suit, like, yeah, like, a cyber suit with, like, a lightsaber, and, like, this other person's wearing, like, a wingsuit with, like, and then you see this other girl, she's wearing, like, let's see, just, like, normal clothes, I'm just like, what is happening? See, but when they show combat, like they're showing right here, I'm like, okay, this is Persona. You know, like, that's, that's like, what gets me. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, I might check this out, even though I'll have no fucking clue what's going on. So Probably. is this like a Switch, Switch only game, or like? I think it is. Um. Okay. Which I've encouraged Daniel a few times to try out Persona 5. Yeah, I When he gets a chance. We'll see. Um, if he ever wants to, it's they're cool. I like them. I enjoy them. I know that they added Persona Four on the uh, Steam as well. The Golden yeah, Edition. Yeah, I need to play that at some point. I have it. I think I haven't played it though. Uh, but if you're into the weeb, I guess this is. Uh, <laughs> if you're into for the you. weeb, there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it, so that. You know. I'm a I'm a very light weeb. Okay, so but this looks this looks like a lot even for me. So we'll see. <laughs> you know, if reviews are like good, I might check it out. Who knows? Um, you get a lightsaber. So also, this trailer is really long, and I don't know. What I mean, hey, yeah, any, any, <laughs> any like fucking plasma sword or lightsaber or you know, whatever you want to call it, I, it fucking looks cool to me, man. Uh, we have a lot of trailers here right in a row. It's great. We put them all together. We got the uh, uh, next up was Weird West. Yeah, I think I threw this in here yeah, uh, when I was just going through good. news. I was like, I remember somebody saying something about Weird West the other day. They wanted to play a game in there, and then, like, here's our game. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've seen this game at something at one of the summer games deals or the the E3s or something. Mm. Um. This kind of does appeal to me. I might check it out. We love West games. And like, sure Weird do. West is, is a lot of fun. Start playing with vampires and ghosts and shit in the Wild West. If I can turn into a werewolf look like I just how cool it'd be if like I know this is a completely different game but and and don't get me wrong this game looks really really cool like mm -hmm. I, I, I dig no, the whole 
the vibe they're going for, but how cool would it be if, like, during, like, Halloween time or something, fucking Red Dead and your Rockstar did, like, a like a undead nightmare but like instead of like well, they could do zombies again i guess from like in the first game but like they added other stuff like fucking werewolves and vampires you know like see like that kind of shit that'd be kind of cool man it'd be awesome for that to happen i just have but no faith that. in rockstar to do that yeah that's no i know i'm just I, that's what i'm saying i, it, like, how I cool would love be? for that I, to be i would love I for that to happen i know it's not happening because they can't even do like normal shit but it would be It'd be great. It'd be cool. Anyway, next up, talking about Rockstar for just a second. I just I never know what's going on with them. They don't communicate at all with anybody. <laughs> they just do stuff, throw out a few trailers, and then they release a game after they've worked on it. Otherwise, they're radio silent all the time. Anywho, uh, next up we hey, have Path of Exile news. Path of Exile, they got a new league coming. They have one every like two to three months. I think it's every three months. They got a trailer. They're doing some changes. Many um, our people traveled to this um, this one is going to be called, this league is going to be called Expedition, which sees uh, these guys coming back to like reclaim some of their lost relic kind of stuff on uh, Ray Class, Ray Cast, Ray Class. The area of Path of Exile. I think they've changed like 70-something gems or something in the game, which are like your skills. You slot them into your gear, and that's what gives you your abilities and skills. Daniel's played a little bit in the past before. I know I've played a I lot have. in the past. Um, I used to play it a lot more, but I just haven't played it in a long time. Um, I don't know if I'm going to check this one out, just because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um... And they're kind of doing some changes that I don't really like when I watched. The, they had like a big dev interview the other day where they're trying to like, the game is going to be harder pretty much with this, uh, with this update because they're kind of getting this thing where they're, the characters are so strong that they kind of have to readjust a few things. So the game's going to be harder. Um... Really, this feels like Reaper of Souls from Diablo, so it'll be uh, uh, interesting. I'll probably be watching some folks playing it, have it up on stream while I'm playing. Let's be real, Final Fantasy, because I'm going through all of that shit right now. You know, I either I may have bought either, <laughs> a few more. Either, I was gonna say either either Final Fantasy or fucking uh, RimWorld, right? Yeah, RimWorld, which I'm gonna be playing today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's anyway. Expedition. Um, uh, another thing that Path of Exile is bringing back, they're bringing back their Battle Royale. Do you remember? This was like a few years ago that they did this, where everybody was putting out Battle Royales. Path of Exile put one out as a joke on, like, I, honestly, April Fools. I do not remember <laughs> this. I don't remember their Battle Royale. Uh, so there's an article here by Polygon. I'm going to read, read it for you guys. Listen. It says, after multiple years in, on hiatus, Path of Exile Royale is back. The action game's Battle Royale mode, which first launched in 2018. So this was 2018. It will go live PUBG on Thursday. Time. Yep. Exactly right. We'll go live on Thursday and run for 48 hours. The mode will continue to appear on the weekends through Path of Exile's new Expedition League. Um, 
Path of Exile Royale is a battle royale mode set in the long-running action game. Players pick up loot, level up skills, and battle on an island specifically designed for Path of Exile Royale. The 2021 version of the game is made. Uh, oh, the the 2021 version of the mode is significantly more polished than the previous iteration, which grinding gears made on a lark has a joke. Uh, quoted saying, we had a running joke in the office that our fast development speed meant that we could probably add a Battle Royale mode to Path of Exile in one day of development, said Chris Wilson, Grinding Gear Games co-founder, in Thursday's reveal video. The original Path of Exile Royale was an April Fool's Day joke, and the developers pulled a team together requesting that they spend only a single day each working on the project. Uh, GGG only kept Path of Exile Royale in the game for several days, but fans enjoyed the mode and have been clamoring for its return ever since. Because the mode was completely unbalanced, the studio was hesitant to bring it back despite the demand. But earlier this year, GGG started working toward a better version of Path of Exile Royale. The new version comes with a custom version of Path of Exile's ludicrous skill tree designed especially for the mode. It's designed for fast and safe use. It comes with over 90 skills. It's also class agonistic, which means that it doesn't matter what class you play. Uh, they've made several, uh, remade several popular serials in the lower level versions specifically for this mode. Um, for the next few year, uh, few weeks, they will launch a mode on each weekend, patch any glaring balance problems during the week. If fans enjoy the mode, the team will eventually add new features. Uh, mm. Players who win Royale will get a feast to add to their in-game hideout. While the feast is cosmetic, it'll grow in size and change shape as players win more and more matches. That's cool. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Grinding Gear Games isn't sure if Path of Exile Royale will live successfully alongside giants like Fortnite or Apex Legends, but it's something its community has been asking for for years, and it's finally back in player hands. So they made it as well, a joke years ago. People loved it, and they're bringing it back. That's cool. Um, hey, man, give, give the people what they want, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I I won't I I won't be checking it out because like I haven't even played the no. regular game in years. But hey, man, again, it's going back to what we mentioned before, and like you know, give give again, just give the people what they want, man. Like keep your keep your fan base happy, and they'll you know. I just like that uh, something started out as a joke has become a main uh, thing that people wanted, and that yeah. they uh, are putting it in the game as like a the thing. So mm -hmm. it's pretty funny. Yeah. What do we have next, Daniel? I think this is your yours, or I don't know if I put this in here. Maybe I don't remember. Uh, I yeah, I put this in. Uh, it's uh, gotcha. We're gonna be talking about Battlefield twenty forty two, and how it will include cross play and cross progression. Uh, so obviously we're gonna be having EA play here on when is it? Is it like on Thursday or something? I know it's like pretty soon um but anyway uh they're gonna be talking more about this game uh, pretty sure like in more more in depth than what we've had previously uh at this past e3 and, and whatnot but uh there's gonna be cross-platform play between ps5 pc and xbox series x uh Players on PS4 and Xbox One platforms will also be able to play against each other. Uh, but given the maximum player count difference, 64 players versus 128 players between last-gen and current-gen, cross-generation play will not be included in this year's uh, 
Battlefield. Uh, in the blog post, DICE also confirmed that players on PC and console can opt out of playing against each other, addressing concerns about skill differences between mouse and keyboard and gamepad players. Yeah. Uh, DICE says it will test out crossplay functionality during Battlefield 2042's technical playtest, which is scheduled to go live sometime in July, but has been delayed sometime or later this summer. Uh, and yeah, uh, cross-progression is also a thing, like I said. Uh, your unlock progress and purchases will, in your PlayStation copy of the game will carry on over to Xbox or PC and vice versa. Um, so I, I I think that's really cool because, I mean, to be honest, I think more games need to do that, like cross-progression between, like, mm -hmm. you know, platforms and whatnot because, like, let's say, like, for I'm going to use an example here, like, uh, for you, right? Like, you, 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 obviously, we all know how much you love Hades. Mm-hmm. And like I know you have it on PC, and I know you probably have it on Switch too. So like, if you could save all that stuff from your PC to your Switch, I think that'd be, you know, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's it's something that I hope that more games tend to do nowadays, because sometimes you know you you own a game for <laughs> two different things, and it's like, well, fuck, I already like for me, you know, the, you know what would have been useful for me. This is a good example for me. I had the PlayStation 4 version of Star Wars Battlefront 2 because I pre-ordered yes. back when it came out in 2017. At the time, I got it on PS4 because I did not have a good PC. Then, fast forward a couple years later, when I do have a good PC and I have a lot, I know a lot of people that play it on PC and not PS4 now. So it's like, well, fuck. I, ha I had already a bunch of stuff on my PS4 account if I just been able to do cross progression, I wouldn't have to have started all over again, you know. So that would have saved me a buttload of time. I mean, fortunately, I got the celebration edition, which you know gives you everything or, or you know most things. But like, still, I start to level up all my characters and all my classes again from zero to you know whatever. Like, if I just been able to keep that progression from PS4 to PC, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I need I need more games to do that. Please, thank you. Um, but yeah, so we're we're uh, cool news about Battlefield. Um, and again, it's coming out on October twenty second for PS four, PS five, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and um, and we're gonna be getting more information on it here within the next several days on uh, EA Play. So very very cool. Uh, here's something that I believe you put in here. Yeah, we got some more delays some, coming uh, at you guys. Some more uh, uh, delays from Ubi. The first thing I'm going to say about this article is that, Ubi, your website looks like dog shit when you do it like this, by the way. It looks like it's mobile, and I hate it, so fix it, please. Um, um uh, it's kind of weird. I don't like how it looks. Okay. It's weird. Uh, so here's an update on Rainbow Six Extraction. You mean the game that shouldn't be called Rainbow Six at all. Uh, our ambition with uh, Rainbow Six uh, extraction, uh, they quoted as saying, I'm reading this article to you, is to deliver a full-fledged AAA experience that changes the way you play and think about cooperative games. With unique features like missing an action or the sprawl, every mission is set to be a tense and challenging experience in which you will lead the elite operators of Rainbow Six in a fight against a lethal and evolving alien threat. We are embracing this opportunity to take additional time to bring the vision to life in the way it deserves in January of 2022. 
We are confident that this will ensure that Rainbow Six Extraction is the immersive cooperative three. Basically, they're delaying the game, guys. This is pretty much what they're getting at here. Um, I think it had a date originally. I don't remember what it was. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, it was scheduled for September 16th, apparently. It is now going to be January 2022. So, big long delay there for, for the Rainbow Six Extraction, which, hey, keep working on the game, make it better. We're all in favor of that. Um, yeah. uh, to follow up on that, we have a delay with another Ubisoft uh, uh, game, Riders Republic. Yeah. Um, they are bumping it from September to uh, from September 2nd to October 28th. Uh, so they're bumping in about a month. Not, uh, not, not, not as bad compared to the other one, to the extraction, yeah. Yeah. So they're bumping that about a month. Um, for those of you that were interested in Riders Republic, I really hate how they have this <laughs> these, these little blog posts. They look, they look awful. I hate it. Um, it, what I think is weird is like they have like the picture off right and then like you go down and like the headline is off left, right? And then like the text is like in the middle. It's it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's like it's like you tried to open up a mobile version of the page on the PC, right? You know what I mean? Like it'll do that weird wonkiness. I don't know. Ubisoft fix your shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, more delays for those things. Daniel, this last thing I believe is yours, and I'll throw it open. Uh, yes. So, amidst all the confusion of craziness that's been going on, uh, Elgato also announced a stream deck, Mark II, to add on to fucking Steam's, or Valve's Steam deck. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a Mark II of the stream deck, which looks pretty neat. Um... Obviously, they we're have like three the different versions. Right now, by the way, <laughs> we're yeah, using the XL one right now to run this show. Yeah. So yeah, they have like three already, three versions, right? They got like the mini Steam Deck, they got the normal one, and then they got the, the XL one. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing a Mark II, the BOG one, and uh, it looks pretty cool. I still need to get myself a, uh, a Stream Deck. I don't, uh, I don't have one yet, but. Uh... They're I cool. definitely need to get me one at some point. The next thing that I'm trying to look into doing is upgrading my audio. So I'm probably going to be upgrading my mic. I'm going to be going from a USB mic to an XLR. That's probably what I'm going to next to get that upgraded better, you know, audio. Um, and then we'll figure things out from there. Like I'd like to get, I'd like to get myself a better chair because you know. Oh yeah, you gotta I'm, be comfortable. I'm just, I'm just using like a you know like an office chair or whatever, um, and then a stream deck would be nice. There's, there's a few things that I would like to upgrade and 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 get, but yeah, audio is like probably the the primary thing I'm going so, for right now. So Elgato actually announced quite a few things in addition to this. Did you see all the other they stuff did. they announced? They they had I know they did the face cam as well, which looked pretty pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, tell us about some of the other things, Josh. So they have a Wave XLR microphone coming, which is the microphone I have. I'm using it right now. It's the exact microphone I have, but an XLR version of it. Um, so for so this will be like so people can use the Wavelink uh, 
uh, like mixer, virtual audio mixer that I use to be able to like mute a video, but still be able to talk to you guys. And I can hear the sound in the video kind of deal, like that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you're into the wave mic um, and want an XLR version, you can get one. Uh, I warn you, they are super sensitive to sound and Elgato has not put in the... Um, like filters uh, that we want to add in to cut out background noise. They said they're working on it. Um, they said that they're working on getting those out there to people that use the wave mic, but you can always use the RTX voice thing, which is what I used to cut out a lot of background noise. For example, using it right now, it's cutting out the fact that my air conditioner is on right now and you guys don't have to hear it. Um, nice. They announced a wave mic arm. So they have a, a mic arm specifically meant to work with the wave the three. Wave three. Mm. Or the waves one, two, and three, I guess, would have worked with any of them. Um, here's what it looks like. There's Wavelink. That's what I use. Um, it's cool, very simple to use. Uh, they have a another mic arm. It's kind of like a, a different kind of like version of it. Um, that looks like this. I'll throw that on there for you guys so you can have a quick... Quick peeksy at it. Boom, boom. There it is. And then uh, we just saw the, the stream deck. Uh, Mark II. Mark II, yeah. Um, which is cool that it lets you change out the faceplates and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then they, they then they also announced a camera, which uh, I'm looking at the getting a new cam. camera. Yeah, the face uh, This actually looks kind of cool, the face cam. There's a there's just a photo of what it looks like. I need to look into 1080 p 60 you know webcam. Uh, obviously, the stuff Elgato does is like you know tailored for like streamers and all that kind of stuff. So this may not be necessarily gaming news, but we throw it in here because you know uh, streaming and gaming are can be can be the same thing. I, I like um, a lot of Elgato's hardware. It's their software I have a lot of issues with. Right? Like, things mm. just kind of, like, like, we've waited a long time for those filters and things I've been talking about. But also, like, I just have a lot of bugs that happen with Wavelink where I'll have to reset audio and, like, fix it. So that's kind of, like, I like Elgato stuff. I do. But, like, I wish they would kind of tighten up their software work a little bit. Their hardware is great for the most part. I love my Stream Deck. My Stream Deck works perfectly, though. And I yeah. highly recommend everybody that like, if you can get one, get one because it made it made running this show so much easier. Like especially yeah, I, if you're I doing would, things like podcasts and stuff. I would love to get a stream deck at some point. I just gotta, yeah, I don't know. It's it's little little upgrades here and there that you can do. Audio audio stuff is always like the most important to me. Yeah, that's that's why that the that's kind of a priority for me right now is getting the the audio stuff and then and we'll see from there. But I definitely definitely want to and like I said that face cam looks pretty good. Like I, that might be something I have to look into cuz uh could could be a could be a solid upgrade. Uh, yeah, I've been looking into getting a second one as well for when I start doing like uh painting and stuff. Um mm -hmm. one for a face cam and one for a um uh, the hand one. So like if I bought yeah, the like, face cam, I'd use this for for like hands. Exactly. That 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 kind of be what I would do too. I'd use the one I currently have for as like the secondary one, and then get a you know the upgraded one as the main one. Uh, but anyway, 
Cool uh, stuff. So I just wanted to bring that up here really quick. Um, we can move on to the TV news though. If there's not, if unless there's a, still some um, gaming stuff. I want I want to mention Tenocon because that did happen. And for those of you that are Warframe fans, I'm a I'm like a I'm like a junior Warframe fan. They did a Tenocon uh like a couple days ago where they showed off their next big like uh they showed off two big things. One, they showed off uh crossplay and cross save for their game. So if you play Warframe on Switch on your phone because you can play Warframe on your phone and they showed this off on on uh, on camera and it looked like it ran pretty good on phone so i assume they're using some sort of like stream uh kind of thing to like run the game on your phone i'm not sure exactly how they do it um but they had people all playing together from the switch from the playstation from the xbox from the phone and on the pc all playing together they had somebody swap from their phone to the pc which means they have cross saves now um which they didn't have before um so basically, you'll be able to play uh, together more if you're in the Warframe. And I like Warframe; it's free to play. Um, it does have microtransactions, but it's just kind of like pay to speed up kind of deal, like with making things. And then they showed off their next big update, which is the new War, which I don't know shit about the Warframe story at all. But I watched the trailer for it, and it looked cool. Um, but I did want to mention it just because I think those guys work really hard, and they kind of deserve a little. I'll give him a little shout out here on the show. I like rewarding like hard work and stuff. Those guys are cool. I like the Warframe uh, dev team. Um, so even if you're not super into Warframe, go check out their Tenocon videos because they're pretty interesting. Um, other than that, not <laughs> there's an XCOM mobile game coming. Did you see this? Uh, I uh... forgot to put it in the news. I did because uh, it was trending on Twitter because of how badly Kotaku shit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't I haven't looked at it at all. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I, I'm I disappointed. I'm a little disappointed when they take my favorite franchises and throw them on mobile for some reason. Command and Conquer. I'm looking at you. XCOM. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm always gonna remember that one year when we were watching E3 or whatever. And they're like, oh, Command and Conquer. And then, like, it turned into a mobile game. And the rage from Josh was just... It, it, you had to be there. You had to be there, man. It was it was something. I was very upset. Uh, but they gave me the remaster later, which kind of redeemed him a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, like, I was really hoping the next XCOM would be, like, you know, something interesting and worthwhile, not a shitty mobile game. I'm they've, tired they've, of mobile games. <laughs> they've kind of just been doing like spinoffs. Like I know last year they came out with Chimera Squad, which I played and I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I actually liked Chimera Squad. But they yeah. did that, and then now they have the mobile game. Like, 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 are they even like planning on a third one? Like, what, what, what do you? What, uh, the rumor, the rumor is, is that they're knee deep in in a Marvel game, uh, working on like an XCOM style Marvel game. But don't ask me how that works. But apparently, that's what they're working on. That's the big rumor over there at uh, at Firaxis. I think it's the guys think, that do that. I think I've heard about this rumor before because I think you've mentioned it before. Yeah. So we we thought we might see it at E3. We did not see it at E3. Instead, we saw a, a very uninteresting Guardians of the Galaxy game to me. Um, instead, but I, I don't know. Like a. a that's the rumors that they're working on like a Marvel style XCOM game. I mean, we'll see, right? 
Yeah, a little disappointed in that, but whatever. Um, hey. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm sure they have it in their back burner, the back pocket. They're not... Firaxis isn't dumb and, like, the, the XCOM is forever going to be on mobile. Like, they know they no, have a crazy no, 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 fan no, no, base no. that loves that game, so. Including me. But, yeah, we can move on to the other news. There's not a whole lot here really worth uh, mentioning, I don't think. Um, yeah. If you want to, let's hit it. Okay. So, we have we have we we only have a very... S- tiny amount of tv and, and 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 movie news but let's go ahead and talk minuscule so the first thing that i have here is uh disney plus will be having a special episode of disney gallery the mandalorian and it is going to be about the making of the season two finale and if you know what happens in that finale without any spoilers i mean we, we could talk about it if you want to but if, if there if somehow some of you are out there watching this or listening to this and you have not seen the Mandalorian uh and and in particular the season 2 finale first of all I don't know how that's possible but second of all uh go watch it I mean the Mandalorian is a fantastic show like he like he, man I I can't say enough great things about it but anyway uh this is probably one of my favorite episodes of TV ever uh, for favorite Star Wars moments ever. I'm trying not to get too spoilery, but... It was fucking cool. It was fucking... It, it was hype. Like it yes. made me feel like a kid again. Exactly. Which, is, which here's the thing. there There's not a lot of things that can do that. Like, I, like, I'll play something or I'll watch something and I'll be like, okay, that was cool. But there are, there are like, few things that will take me back to a to a different time when when there was less worry and less you know like just back like back when you were a kid and like you were just more excited about like the world and everything you know what i mean like it's it's hard to explain but like it it just there are those things that you that you love from your from your childhood and and they you know they can take you back and this was one of those things and uh anyway they're making the making of season two finale Special episode of the Mandalorian, the uh, the gallery, will be streaming on August twenty fifth on Disney Plus. So I we're like about a month away from that, uh, and I know that. Uh, well, actually, if I mention this person's name, it'll be a spoiler. But um, there's a certain actor who was recently on a talk show who who mentioned that you should watch that if you're you know that that'll answer all of a lot of our questions definitely so i'll definitely be definitely be checking that out. i'll be watching that like the minute it drops because i'll be i'll be very looking forward to that so i I can't wait i was wondering because like they they did uh like a special where they talked about like every episode of season two like in one episode but they did not talk about the the final episode and uh, now we know why. It's because they were just planning on making it its whole entire thing on it, which I'm I'm all for. You know, uh, I can't wait. Uh, I I can't wait. Okay. Absolutely. Moving on, uh, the Last of Us TV show uh, has cast uh, Jeffrey Pierce, who is the voice actor, the actor, you know, for the voice for Tommy in the video game series. They're bringing him onto the show, obviously not as Tommy, because Tommy's being 
played by Gabriel Luna. But they're having to be another character in this. So I think it's kind of cool that they're like having people who are, you know, the voices in the game mm-hmm. and they're bringing them into this, you know, to the TV show as like other, you know, other roles or other characters. Like, I, I always think that's cool. You know, like you honor the game in, in that way. Like you, you bring this person as even though they were this other character in the game, you're still bringing them aboard this to be a part of it. You know, I, I always yeah, because. That's because without cool. those people, without those people, without somebody like him, right? Like the game may not be as popular as it is necessarily. Like yeah. that made it as big as it was. You know, there's some respect, some respect that needs to be paid a little bit there to those absolutely those folks man that made that. Yeah. So I'm absolutely. glad that they're showing it here for for him. Yeah. Give them their props. Give them their due. Let them let them be a part of this project, man. I'm all I'm all for it. So I think that's cool. Uh, but yeah, Jeffrey Pierce, uh, Con O'Neill, and uh, Mary Bartlett are all uh, in going to be in in the show. Uh, yeah, I I think it's pretty cool. I know I know Josh hasn't played the Last of Us game, so I, I don't you know we're not gonna get too into details on things, but uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool that they're again the the main thing that I get out of this is I always I always love when. Uh, when adaptations of video games bring on the actors of the video game on board the project, you know, I always, that's always a a good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's always a good, like, I don't know. In my, it's always good in my book when, 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 uh, adaptations and franchises and and things, you know, IPs do that kind of stuff. So yeah, Good, good on you. Uh, Last of Us and HBO and, and and Sony and you know everybody involved for for giving these people their due uh, and their credit. Um, we have some interesting rumors and details from the Kenobi series at Disney Plus. Um, there was actually one that dropped today that I didn't include here, but I'll bring it up anyway. Uh, as well. Hey, your link's not working for me, Daniel. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, <laughs> I I know what it was gonna say. So that's cool. Yeah, they apparently there are rumors in the Kenobi series that there is gonna be uh, inquisitors or at least a inquisitor appearing in the show, and in addition to that, we may be we Obi Wan may be visiting Alderaan. Because they are casting for a young Princess Leia. Oh. So I forget the name of the actress, but she was in the, the little little actor girl. I forget what the hell she was been in. Um, but there, but yeah, basically, I, I I unfortunately don't remember her name, but like they mentioned who they were going for and all that stuff. So they're casting an, a a young Leia. Which we might see in the show. I mean, honestly, it makes total sense that if Obi Wan is going to leave Tatooine, he'd go to Alderaan, and, and you know, and if we're going to Alderaan, obviously we're going to see Bale, and Brea, and little baby Leia, or I guess say baby, but she's like what? She'd be like nine years old or something. Or wait, yeah, she'd be like nine. Luke, her and Luke would be about like nine at the time of the show, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that makes total sense. And then the other rumor that dropped today, which I didn't include in the in the notes, but because it literally like I saw this like today, yeah, is that there is some buzz that a certain uh, I, Imperial uh, uh, Bureau agent 
our security bureau agents from uh, Star Wars Rebels might be appearing in the show as well. Yeah, we do. And uh, and if you know, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, and you know who I'm talking about, and that is Mr. Uh, Alexander Callis. Uh, so they're saying that he might. He's rumored it, again. These are all rumors. But the thing is, the reason why I'm bringing these up is because they're like, they're like sources that are like more than likely right they're more they're more right than they are wrong so mm-hmm. that's why i'm bringing them up i i, I don't i don't like to just bring up like nonsense rumors because i mean there's a whole lot of nonsense out there and you know i don't i don't like yeah. to, i don't like to talk about every little thing but you know fairly fairly certain that we'll, we'll see a, a baby leia and uh and and probably you know bail and alderaan and that i mean I, i'd be all for it dude like the only time we've seen Alderaan in live action was at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, like as like everything was kind of wrapping up. We get to see it there for like a little bit, but I think it'd be cool if we actually got to see it, like spend a little bit more time there. Because I mean, after A New Hope, like there's no way we can see it because it's it's gone, you know. Uh, so it'd be cool if we go back there, and then obviously I would love to see live action Inquisitors. Like, I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, say what you want about their spinny lightsabers, you know, if you love them <laughs> or hate them, whatever, however you feel about them. The Inquisitors are cool. Like the, like the idea of like, cause you can't have Vader tracking down every Jedi in the galaxy, you know, so yeah. you gotta have these other, you know, force wielding, you know, dark siders to, you know, put fight up, fight and put up a threat against the Jedi. And and it'd be cool watching Obi Wan whoop some ass because I mean as far as I know, in current canon, as far as I know, he hasn't really dealt with any Inquisitors. But I mean, it makes sense that he would, especially if he travels to some other place that's not Tatooine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think it makes total total sense for this to happen. Little Leia makes sense. More Bail. The Callus one is I'm a little bit more intrigued by, but but again, it makes total sense because as we know in the Rebel show. He's an ISB agent, and they work a lot with like the Inquisitors and stuff, right? So if we get Inquisitors in the show, it makes sense that maybe we'd see Callus. So in that regard, it it it, it adds up for me. Um, but we'll see if it ends up happening or not. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I, I'd be cool to see live action Callus. I'm all for it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Gotta get the sideburns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I have here is uh, something I know Josh is uh, pretty looking yes. forward to. We have a new official trailer for Heels. This dropped yesterday. Now, I haven't seen this yet. I planned to watch it before stream earlier today, but I just didn't have the time. So It's cool. I saw well, I saw only like a part of it on Twitter, so I haven't seen like the whole thing. So we'll check out the whole thing here right now. Play. So obviously we got the, you know, Stephen Amell and the, uh, what's his name? They all cheer for me. Uh, character. The character I play. The character I created. Make it right. Dude, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting hearing Stephen Amell with that accent. After hearing him as fucking Oliver Queen for years. Yeah, right? It's cool, though, dude. Like, that's the power. That, that's acting, right? But it's just. It's. It's neat. I just love that he's such a wrestling fan. He's such a wrestling fan that he made a show. That's about wrestling. Um, it ain't about winning or losing. Make them love you. Make them love hate you. Uh, we got kids to come to the show, Ace. What's the matter? You afraid I'm gonna go off script? 
Got some, got some family dramas in this show, man. Oh man, gotta have that drama in there somehow, right? Yeah, right. Like. Not valets. I'm not just a valet. I can wrestle. Ace can succeed at the highest level. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this show. Are you taking me with you? After I make it big, I could come back. You never gonna see Duffy again. What's weird is they're pulling off the. They're they're pulling off a Georgia Southern accent pretty goddamn good. I was gonna say, dude, like <laughs> fucking they're both not I'm pretty sure they're both not American, right? Like I know Stephen Amell's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian and Bjorn and then, is like I can't think of what his like, actual name is. I can call him Bjorn. Uh, yeah, Alexander Ludwig. Oh, he's also Canadian. Or, he's also Canadian. They're they're doing a damn good job with the max sense, dude. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like I know people that sound like this. Hold it together, Ace. Hold it together. Just for one day. I'm trying. We could be heroes. Both a couple of losers, like your old man. Come on. Rude. God damn! That girl got moves. Uh, super interested in that show. Definitely want to check it out. There you go. Um. It's got a lot of lot of potential. And I think that'll do it for our TV news. Just like I said, there's not a whole lot. So we can no, move in right, into, uh, right into the TV if you're good to go. Yeah, hit it, hit it, hit it. What do we got? All right. So we have a teaser trailer for Pixar's next movie. Ah. And this one is called Turning Red. Uh, I haven't seen it, this yet. So <laughs> Turning Red is going to be taking place, I believe, in Toronto, Canada. Uh, and I, 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 I didn't even know this was like their next movie. Cause I, I like saw this trailer trending and then I was like, what the hell? This looks like a, like to, for some reason, it didn't look like it was Pixar to me. Like, especially at the beginning of this trailer, it looks kind of right. like claymation to me for some reason. Formula. But, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. Like it, it, yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's Pixar though. So, I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be good. Right. Like we say this every time there's a Pixar movie, but. But the premise of this is like the this girl turns into like a red panda every time she gets too excited. And again, it's in Toronto, Canada, I think. Which, you know, hence the name Turning Red. Red because huh. it's Canada and Turning Red because she turns into a big red panda. What a What a strange uh Premise. And then you got, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there's been other Pixar movies that are just as strange. Yeah, no. They gotta have the Backstreet Boys there in the background. Whoa, she's huge. I thought she was gonna be like a small thing. She's no. She's huge. Okay. I, uh... Yeah, no. 
Uh, we're gonna mute that. We're gonna mute that. That's what we're gonna do. Um, um, I don't know, it might be too late at this point, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, weird. <laughs> I was so confused. Um, I don't know if this movie's for me. Like the style of it is not like the usual. It's, again, like it's a little strange. When I first like like ba- like just reading the title. And like seeing like the thumbnail of the trailer, I was like, "Is like well, this is a Pixar movie?" It didn't really seem like one to me, but I don't know. I, I Pixar usually does well by me, so I, I'm I'll I'll be checking it out for sure. Even though it's not like usually kind of what I would think of for a Pixar movie, but hey, man, there's you know, like I said, there's Pixar does a lot of weird shit, so we'll 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 see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Uh, next up. We have uh, Indiana Jones 5 casting news. Oh, shit. Uh, Antonio Banderas has joined the next installment of the franchise. So they have cast him for the next movie, which already has a heck of a cast, man. He's joining, obviously, Harrison Ford, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, uh, Shantae Renee Wilson, or Shanette, my bad. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, being directed by James Mangold, so they're bringing up, they're building up a pretty uh, solid cast for this movie. Um, I've heard like rumors and stuff that they'll be filming, they'll be they're doing like flashbacks and whatnot of like you know a young Indiana Jones, which makes sense. Um, other than that though, I'm not really sure like what they're gonna be doing here. I think Mads Mikkelsen might be the villain. Although we know that both Boyd Holbrook and Mads can be villains or heroes. I, They've played I both, kinda so want him to do a switch. I kinda want Banderas to be the villain. I think he'd be a cool villain. You know what yeah, I mean? He would like, be. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. Now that he's a part of the cast, I think it would be cool if he was, yeah. Um but he's cast so much later than the others. I don't know. Um I feel like a villain would yeah. be something you cast early, right? Like um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But it's interesting that they're that. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, like who, who these guys are gonna play. You know, like mm-hmm. you have Harrison, you have Boyd, you got Mads, you got Antonio now. Like, like, like who are like what? What's, what's happening in this movie? You know, I, I don't know. I I, I want to know more about it. But yeah, we don't really uh, we don't really know other than production is underway. Uh, the film is supposed to come out next year. Almost like literally almost a year from now, July 29th, uh, 2022. Um, uh, so we have no idea who Antonio Banderas will be playing, and there's obviously not no plot details out either, so it's kind of just a guessing game at this point. But uh, yeah, I, I honestly am like gonna be looking forward to the trailer for this because I, I really want to know what the hell they're doing with this movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh. Yeah, next up. I think I'll put this in here. Um, so Dune's official runtime will be two hours and 35 minutes. That's kind of, I just threw it in here because, like, I'll throw any Dune in here, Dune news in here, even though it's like it's just a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so on the website for the Danish Rating Council, the information has been found that the uh movie Dune directed by uh. Denis, uh, Denis Villeneuve, yeah. Villeneuve, yeah, that's how I, that's how I pronounce it. Will be, uh, 
two hours and 35 minutes or 155 minutes total. And if, if that is confirmed, it's not confirmed yet. So it will be uh, his second longest film after Blade Runner 2049, which runs for two hours, 44 minutes. So I've um, seen that one, but I, but I like the first Blade Runner. Um, Dune will be released on October 22nd, 2021. So this will be coming out in October. I think this is going to turn out to be true. I think this is a two, two and a half or movie. I can, I can um, see that being the case. Because it covers, and I think that's enough length to cover the first half of the Dune book, which is what this movie is. Not everybody has understood that. This movie is this, the first half of the Dune book, which I have back there on the shelf somewhere. Um, <laughs> just the first half. Actually, let me grab it. I'll show you how thick it is. Like it's somewhere back is. Yeah, it's back here. So it's it's like half of this, half of this. It's still wrapped up. I haven't unwrapped it yet. Um, so like half of this book. It's a great Dune cover, by the way, even though it's backwards on camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that just the first half of the book. I I was I would love to speculate and be like, I know exactly where this movie is going to end at, but I don't want to spoil anybody because I I imagine my prediction would be very spoilery. Um, uh, but it'll be, I think it's going to be a good time. I think this movie is going to be great. Uh, I feel like we should get a new trailer soon. Oh, they also have posters. Hang on. I posted a bunch of posters in Daniel's, uh, discord the other day. So while we're talking about this, I can pull those up for you guys. Let me open it up here. Yeah. Those, there was quite a bit. Uh, if I recall, they like, there was like a bunch of character posters. Um, uh, each one of the like major characters had one. I know I saw the the Oscar Isaac one a few times. I'm trying to find a post that had like all of them. I would I would open it up on Discord, except that we're using Discord to talk to you guys right now. So I can't actually open it up on Discord. So let me find those posters really quick. Dune posters. Let me just Google. Here we go. Yeah, each each one, each character has like their own poster. We got the, we got Paul. Here's Paul up first. Uh -huh. Timothy Chalamet, as is Paul. Paul Atreides. Um. Dune. It begins in theaters October twenty second. There at the bottom, we have Rebecca Ferguson is Lady Jessica, on this poster. I would love to have all these posters. By the way, I love movie posters. We have um. Uh, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides. This is Paul's father, and uh, Lady Jessica is his concubine. They're not married, technically, I do not believe. Um, we got Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, who is like, um, Duncan Idaho is kind of like a, a right-hand ma right man sword master, like one of the greatest sword masters in House Atreides. Uh, Josh Brolin is Gurney Halleck. Um, Gurney uh, in Dune is kind of like another person loyal to the Atreides. Uh, he used to be a slave. He's kind of like a mercenary kind of type. Type. Um, uh, Zendaya is uh, Cheney, who I, I honestly I don't think we're gonna see her this much, that much in this movie. I think she's gonna be in like some dreams probably in this film. If I was to guess, that's me guessing because I don't know. 
exactly how old it, it's gonna how what they'll change and do and stuff but i honestly mm-hmm. don't think we'll actually see this physical character toward the end of the till toward the end of the movie i could be totally wrong on that that's me taking a guess uh javier javier bardem is stilgar stilgar is a fremen he's kind of like a, a leader of sorts in in dune uh, and and uh, we have Stellan Skarsgård as the Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Um, and he looks like a trip. Like, out of all the character posters, he looks the weirdest. And there's a lot of a lot of reasons uh, that, for that that you guys will find out as you watch Dune or read Dune for the first time. The Baron is a very interesting, very sadistic character. Um I look forward to, to seeing how he portrays him in this film. And uh, that is it. Oh, they forgot one. They forgot Dr. Yui. Uh, let me see if I can find the Dr. Yui poster. So this one came out later. Dr. Yui is a a fairly important character in the first uh, in the book. Um, but let me get that poster up for you. He's what you would call a Sook doctor who are like these renowned uh, doctors, uh, they go to this, uh, school, uh, to, uh, learn how to become these doctors, and they're, they're, like, supremely loyal. They never betray a patient. So we have, uh, Shang Shen is, uh, or Chang Chen is, uh, Dr. Yui. Uh, the mark on his head is from, uh, I believe it has to do with him being a Sook doctor. Um, because I think every version of him I've ever seen in, like, film or anything, he is, has it. Uh, so yeah, Dune coming soon. Can't wait to see it. Those are the character posters. I'm really excited. I love Dune. Uh, uh, the next thing we have is, uh, if, if that's all for Dune. Yeah, that, that's good. We're good. There's a lot of Dune right. stuff. We have the Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild official trailer for Netflix. Let's pop this over. Um... I'm not like the biggest Monster Hunter fan. Like I've only really played Monster Hunter World, but yeah. I think I th- I think I think most people, if you were to ask them, you know you know that that Monster Hunter movie, live action movie they did. Mm-hmm. If uh, I think most people would have expected something more like this to have happened in that movie, yeah. as opposed to fucking what actually happened which i still don't even know what happened like i haven't seen it i just know it's uh i haven't either but like just the trailers and stuff like seeing the trucks and stuff i'm like what What it made no sense i'm like what like it was so bizarre but yeah i think this is this is a little something more that you know people would have expected and this you know this doesn't look that bad like you know again I, i just don't know I'm not like super knowledgeable on Monster Hunter lore or anything. I'm not either. I just played the game that one time. Well, not that one time, but like I've only played the one game. The Monster Hunter thing for me, and like I think it is for most people, is we kill shit, we get armors, and we get big weapons. Like that's like the thing. There is no like real story. Like everything is toward that end to become this grinding kind of yeah. game you know so i don't know i could be completely wrong on that if somebody knows more than i do please correct us but uh i mean it, it like this trailer didn't really grab me but it looks i might check it out eventually someday 
Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild is what it's called. <laughs> Judging by the comments, people are uh, are are digging it. Uh, cool. Yeah, a lot of people are, are saying, yeah, that this is what the movie should have been, and you know that that things along that nature, along gotcha. those lines. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we have only a couple a couple of DC things here to wrap up the movie news for the day. Okay. The first one is that Black Adam is a wrap. Uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, tweeted out that they are they've wrapped up filming Black Adam. Uh, and his tweet he says, uh, "That's a wrap on Black Adam. Incredible journey, hardest undertaking of my entire career, physically and mentally. Worth every second. Boundless gratitude to my 1,000 plus crew members, actors, and director." Uh, the hierarchy of power in DC universe is changing. And then he like kind of signs the tweet by saying BA and the little lightning bolt at the end of it. Oh. Uh, so that is uh, from the rock himself. And then there's a video where he kind of like addresses the, the crew and everything. Uh, talking a little bit about the end there. Now that they're all wrapped up. But yeah, you're basically just like thanking everybody for you know, because because like, uh, it, it's like crazy like, like they're finally done filming it, right? Mm-hmm. I remember like there was a such a long time when we were like, is this movie ever gonna happen? Because they this movie they'd been talking about for like I want to say like a fucking decade, like ten years that they've been talking about making this movie, right? It feels like, like that. It, it feels so damn long. Like I remember hearing about this movie like years ago. And here now we can finally say that they've officially wrapped it. It's happening. It's a thing. There's evidence of it. And they're tweeting about how they're done filming it and the production is done. And it's uh yeah, it's it's something, man. It is it is something. It's cool though. I'm I'm, I'm happy for the rock because I know he's been wanting to do this for a long time. And uh, it's cool that we're going to be getting this movie because there are some interesting characters that are going to be in it. Uh, in particular, I'm very excited to see what Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate is going to be because that alone is just very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of in- intriguing uh, characters and elements in this, and I wonder how they're going to connect it to uh, Shazam and, and all that. So. We shall see, but that's cool, man. It's cool that uh, you know he 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 definitely like seems very like you know grateful and happy and about all that about the entire Black Adam process and experience. So that, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Cool. The other bit of DC news that I have here is that they are looking for Batgirl. Yes, I saw so this. the search has begun. There's a few actresses that have emerged as contenders. Uh, In the Heights star, Leslie Grace. Uh, five Feet Apart actress, Haley Lou Richardson, have emerged as some uh, front runners. Uh, some, ha- some testing has already started. Uh, Isabella Merced, who was in Sicario Day of the Soledo, and Dora the, the Lost City of Gold, uh, and Zoe Zoe Deich, 
uh, star of Zombieland Double Tap uh, have already tested. Uh, so they're they're it's happening, man. It's happening. We're, we we will be uh, getting our uh, our our Batgirl here soonish. Um, I honestly like am not super familiar with any of these ladies. Um, so I mean, honestly, as long as you know, I guess it, I don't know. It, 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 it suppose it depends on like the, the version of, of Batgirl they're going with, but I'm right. not, I, like I don't know which one they're doing. Or I, I would assume that they're just going with, uh, you know. I mean, they, well, they are going with Barbara Gordon, but like, you know, okay. I, I, it, couldn't remember. Yeah, so so never mind. They are going with Barbara Gordon, and okay, 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 okay. That that, that makes that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure whichever one of these they get, uh, will be fine. I'm sure they'll do a good job and 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 make the uh, make make a good choice. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, really I don't, have like preference or anything, so we'll, we'll you know we'll see what they who they end up choosing. Like I'm sure all these ladies are, are are pretty good. They're they're going so far. Here's here's the uh, here's the interesting thing. Uh, the actresses that they're going for are all like twenty five, twenty six, like you know mid mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting young. Yeah, so I mean, background. honestly, like it, it makes makes total sense for the again the character that they're going for. So all, all the actions that they've tested or you know are going are like you know, uh, trying to get are all like in their twenties. So the not a lot really I can really add on this because we don't really have a lot of details other than we're testing for a role for back. Like that's yeah, kind of just like what we got and a few names that. That so, might yeah, not we, even end up being the person they pick, you know. <laughs> like, well, well, yeah. Leslie Grace and Haley Lou Richardson are, are like our contenders right now, but but the other two names have already tested for it and and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm sure you know, shit will be fine. Uh, who they go with? Uh, I'm just yeah. So that's our that's our DC news for the week, and that's our movie news for the week. That is that is what we got. That is what that that's is it, the news. Friends. That so is that'll do it. We can uh, finally go ahead and uh, go into our main topic after a little break here. Yeah, we're going to take a little break, guys. We'll be right back. I'll put some music on for you. Don't go anywhere. We got Loki to talk about in the second half. And uh, we'll talk about the future of quite a few things. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you haven't seen it, now's your chance to yep, get out uh, of here. To leave, uh, yeah, because we will be talking about Loki here. So. All right. Well, we'll be right back after this, guys. Back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We hope you had a nice little break. I am recording still. We are unmuted. We are good. I've I've hit all the buttons correctly. Huzzah. Uh, we, are, we are good. We are going to be talking Loki. Here on the second half of the show. So we're going to spoil the shit out of it. 
you had your warning before the break, but here's your additional warning right now. We're we're gonna be jumping into it, so uh, yeah, yeah. We'll you, you, that thou have been warned. If you have not seen it, uh, first of all, go check it out because it's great. Then come back and watch this episode because uh, mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about it a little bit here now. I have the text exactly. up that says Loki spoilers, so there's no if ands or buts about it. From here to the end of the show, it's gonna be spoilers. Um, so there's your warning. Um, and I also want to pull up the the wiki for Loki in case I forget the things that happened during the series. Um, let's start this off with me saying that I absolutely loved this show. Daniel, how did you feel about this show? So, when all these shows were originally announced, like, you know, when a, a Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, WandaVision, you know, all of them, right? One of the ones that I was like least one of the least excited ones I for me was this one. But um now that it's all over and and you know every week as each episode was was you know being shown, I was enjoying it more and more. Um and ultimately, yeah, it was uh I, I thought the show was 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 pretty fantastic. I, it, it might it, it's probably one of the better ones, to be honest. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I I liked it. I did. I did like it. Um, yeah, only six episodes to reach. You know, to get that like six hour or so mark. Um, But yeah, it, it um I just didn't know it was one of those things for me that I just didn't know what to expect out of this show. Like you you know what you're getting out of Falcon mm -hmm. Winter Soldier. Yeah. WandaVision, you kind of, you know, there were some surprises in there, but you kinda, you know, you knew it was gonna be about Wanda and and uh Vision and there was gonna be kids somehow and you know, like you kinda you kinda knew some things. But with this one, I just I didn't know what the hell to expect. So it was it was kind of a, a nice journey that we went on um because for me it's particularly because i didn't know what the hell was, was going to happen at all you know meeting all these new characters like you know ravona renslayer and mobius mm -hmm. uh hunter b15 and loki himself we, we which we've already met but you know he's like a variant in this and mm -hmm. you know uh, yeah all these other characters that we can talk like miss minutes you know and and then there's you know fucking Sylvie and you know all, all, all just there's so many it's, there's a lot of cool it's, it's great going into this show because we got the only character I knew really anything about going into the show was Loki and that's OG Loki that's not even like the variant Loki that we get here right so like going into the show I got to become a fan of all these other characters like Ravona Renslayer like Mobius like uh you know, B-15 and Sylvie, like, these are characters I know, I want to see where they go next. You know, I don't want them just to disappear because I'm fans of Which, them. I want to see where they go next. spoiler alert, we will because they are doing a season two. Which, I honestly, I thought a lot of these shows were one-offs. And then when it popped up at the end and was like, you know, season two. You will return. Return in season, in season two. two I was like, fuck yes, because uh, Loki was one of the shows, 
one of the shows I was most interested in checking out because I was so curious about what they were going to do with it, right? So, um, I and like all the shows are like so different, you know. Just to talk about the overall shows, like yeah. Rocket and Winter Soldiers is so Winter Soldier is so different from, uh, you know, uh, WandaVision, which is so different from Loki. And Loki to me, and the music in particular, and Loki, I absolutely adore. Like every track that ever played was, during this really show, yeah. I absolutely loved. Like when they're in the TVA and it starts playing that weird, almost like Twilight Zone theme that plays while you're there. Like I loved every fucking you know the Loki theme my that favorite, plays. My like favorite one is the one that goes, bum, 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 bum. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, that one's so good. Man. Yeah. Like, uh, there, there's a shout out to uh, Natalie Holt, by the way. I think is her name, the, the uh, composer of. Uh, Absolutely the knocked it out of the park. Like, I loved uh, every bit of the music, and I'll be listening to it repeatedly in the future, probably. <laughs> to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, her name is Natalie Holt, and she was the composer for Loki. So yeah, good, good job to her. She, she, she killed it. I think that, honestly, I think the music adds so much to this show that without it, it wouldn't be as good as it is, to be honest, because I I, I loved it. Like, whenever it played, I'd get chills and goosebumps, you know, like, I loved the music. I can't, I can't stress that enough how good the music uh, is in this show. Um, this show does, like... Man, it just sets up so much that we're gonna see, right? Like, it's it really, cr- especially at the end, and like, well, it's just there's <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a there's a lot in this uh, that, uh, that they set up uh, for for future things, which as me, which which is why as me is so excited, and why I ultimately ended up really liking it a lot because mm-hmm. there is. Like, where do we even start, man? Like, that's that's what I'm sitting here, like, trying to. Figure. I just keep going, like, yeah, it's so good, it's so great. So, first and I'm of sitting all, here, like, where do we start? With, <laughs> so, first of all, we start off with the TVA, which I knew nothing about to begin Same. with, like, from anything. So, the Time Variance Authority TVA, and then you know, you got like judges and hunters, and like, you know, Miss Minutes, and there's so like, they're all, you know, ultimately, we find out that they're all variants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the beginning, you're like, "What the hell is this? Like, like where are they? Where? Like, how is these? How have these people been hidden this entire time? Like, how, how is all of this? You know, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of mind fucky when you think about it all. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's 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 something, man. Because again, I I knew nothing about any of that stuff. So like Mo, like in Mobius or the Renslayer, and like none of them. I was just like, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know, you know, what. Nothing about anything. I only knew that we had this Loki as was a variant from Endgame, and that's it. Yeah. Even the way the show started, like we see him, like obviously with the Tesseract. And then he like gets you know the he he arrives somewhere I forget where but like it's like a desert and then some of the TVA folks snatch him up and and take him away right mm-hmm. and then the madness begins there because they like process him basically and they like take his clothes off and give him the TVA like jumpsuit or whatever they mm-hmm. have everybody wear. 
Loki, Loki in the first episode, two episodes, really, grows so fucking much in such a short amount of time. Because they only have six episodes when you sit there and look yeah. at it. Like, he, he massively changes um, in some interesting ways. Yeah. That I, I really enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed uh, Owen Wilson's uh, Mobius in this. Like, he. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when he was like, when I first heard the casting rumors of him being in this. I was like, well, that's some very interesting casting because, you know, Owen Wilson is usually like, you know, he's the funny guy. He's in like these other, but he can, you know, he can, he can do it, man. And he's, mm-hmm. he was really good. I enjoyed his portrayal as Mobius. Like there were, there were, there were moments where, you know, him talking about like the jet ski and all that stuff. I was like, man, somebody get this man a jet ski, dude. Like he just. Right. Hook this homie up, man. Ski. Get him, get he him was... a damn jet ski. If when they, if they, when they end the series, they gotta show him on jet ski, right? Like that's gotta, that's gotta happen. Um, it's gotta be a uh, uh, fucking one of the things that they, the the long game, right? Yeah. Um. I. And Another it's character so that I really fun enjoy. to play with, like alternate timelines and and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, you know. mm-hmm. yeah. That that stuff was cool. Like seeing them like uh, early on when they were like, you know, trying to determine what like, you know, when they go to like end of world events, like when they went to Pompeii, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we can do whatever we want because everybody's gonna die here anyway, right? Yeah. Like no matter yeah, what the- we do, we're not gonna we're not gonna branch off because you know. Because it's going to end. Like, there's nothing they can do. Like, yeah. even though they would know, there's nothing they can do. It's yeah. Clever, too. Um, Loki's over there, you know, talking in Latin and letting the goats free and telling everybody they're going to die in a minute. It's like, damn. <laughs> uh, but I cut you Ramona. off. What point were you uh, fixing to make? I didn't no, want to. I was I just going to say, another, another character that I really liked was, was Ramona Renslayer. She was... I thought she was an interesting... Um, I don't know if antagonist is the right word, but she was kind of like, she's just an, uh, an interesting, complex uh, character who like, she kind of, she also wants to know what's going on, but like, you know, she's, she's, she's got like her own agenda basically. Right. Yeah. For, for me, like she really shined in that last episode where she's having the conversation with uh, Mobius and she's like, no, Mobius. you betrayed me. You know that, like where she's like genuinely like pissed off and emotive, like that is absolutely like, you know what? I kind of see her point a little bit, to be honest with you. (laughs) You know, I think she makes a great, a little bit of a a fair point toward him. Like Uh, before I, we watched any of this, I I knew who this actress was. So I was excited to see what she was, you know, what she was going to be doing in the show. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like seeing seeing this this character because you know at times you're like man she's such a bitch but other times you're like like you said you're like man i understand you know, like i kind of i kind of kind of kind of get what she's what she's saying mm-hmm. uh but yeah no it's it's characters like that are always interesting so i, I that was that was really really cool um having her involved in that way what do you think of the infinity stones being paperweights pretty much like uh... oh my god that, that was pretty funny it's like you know they just you <laughs> open up the drawer and then they're 
there's all this shit that you're like, what is that doing here? You know? Lucky's like, is this the uh, greatest power? <laughs> I like how they're immediately like, all right, you guys have been dealing with Thanos for that entire phase. You just, you know, that, that whole phase is kind of ended. And here's yeah, all the Infinity Stones, and they mean nothing. <laughs> which was pretty, yep. which was like, oh, the stakes are up now. Like, if they mean nothing here, what could possibly happen next? Um, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, also, it makes me want like to have light up Infinity Stones for my collector shelf. Because uh, those would look great. <laughs> <laughs> they would look great. <laughs> custom um, custom fitted and gauntlet as well, you know, just be like here, here they are. Oh like, man, in. I don't know if I I don't know if I got space for a gauntlet, but I definitely got space for the stones. Um, little 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 box full of stones or whatever. Yeah. Uh um I just keep thinking about the music. That's my that's like my go-to. The, um the music the music was really good. The music was really, really good. Yeah. Um, um yeah. This was one of the shows that had a uh, fucking I Need a Hero. It was like one of three things that week that <laughs> had that damn song. Oh my in. god, dude. I Need a Hero. So like, wh wh whenever I forget which episode we hear that song in, but w literally that week was like the week of I Need a fucking oh, I Need a Hero, dude. It, I, mm -hmm. I don't know, like Fucking, it was in the He-Man trailer teaser or whatever it was. It was in he yeah, it was in He-Man, it was in the Guardians game, and it was in, in It was in Loki, this. Yeah. That's what it was. Fucking how much money did Bonnie Tyler make that week? I was <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> that song <laughs> had to had to chart up, you know, after like it had to have so many plays. Right? It was the week of Bonnie Tyler, bro. Like, god <laughs> damn. It was everywhere. And then, like, a, and then, like, not too long after that, we heard it again in Saints Row, which is like one of the first times I heard, you know, right? And stuff. <laughs> uh, what, what a, it's a great song, but man, it just it it, it was it was everywhere. Just so interesting, and and then what a <laughs> what a hell of a coincidence that like so many things used it that that one song. I think it's man, because shout out uh... to you, Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> It's because with all the pandemic shit, we all need a hero, man. We need the we need somebody to rise up and save us. Holding out, yeah. holding out for a hero, man. Oh. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about some of the the, the Loki variants because I enjoyed quite a few of these. So yeah, let's start off with Sylvie, which I have to give props to the actress. Uh, I believe her name is Sofia Di Martino. Uh, yes, she's a British actress. Uh, she did a great job as Sylvie. Mm -hmm. Fantastic! Did a character that has like I, a lot of uh, weight on it on her, and like, yeah, she did fantastic. And I didn't know her from anything. I don't think before this. Yeah, I I, I don't believe I knew her from anything either. Um, she's apparently in in that show Into the Badlands, which I want to watch. Uh, but I haven't seen it yet, so that'll be cool when I get to whenever I watch that and she's in it, and then I'll be oh hey, I know who that is. But yeah, yeah. I haven't really seen her in anything else, so it was kind of like, well, I'm not really familiar with this actress, but she she absolutely killed it in my opinion. She did such a yeah. good job. Um, she was fantastic. The chemistry, the chemistry between her and Tom Hiddleston was was fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they were they both played off each other very very well. Um, and her character was really cool. Even like in the beginning when we like you know didn't really know it was her. Like you know, she had the hood on and she was like teleporting from body to body when they were at that like end of world event and like the future in our future. You know, somewhere in like Alabama or some shit. I forget where they were. They were like in a like a grocery store or like a hardware yes. store. Or an it's like to get destroyed like by a giant ass hurricane. Yeah. Uh, when we first meet her. So yeah, that was cool. Props to her for that. Um, yeah, she did a good job. Like, like you get to see like from that moment on, like in every episode, I think the, you know, the one where her and Loki are stuck on the, the, the lamentus, you know, the planet that's like mm-hmm. getting the moon crashed down on them or whatever. And, uh yeah it was she she did an absolutely phenomenal job from all the way to the end like when we see her like you know kiss loki and she like pushes him out the way to like you know remove him from the from the area as she's gonna you know kill uh he who remains uh which we'll talk about here in a little bit because i definitely want to talk about he who remains yeah we 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 have to because that 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 shit looks great Uh, and then uh, yeah, so so Sofia Di Martino, great job as uh, as Sylvie. Uh, I also, dude, my favorite, probably my favorite variant of them all, is uh, Alligator Loki, dude. I <laughs> absolutely love Alligator Loki, dude. It's such a like bizarre thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like fucking Alligator Loki, dude. What a what a fantastic. I love how weird this show is. It's fucking weird, right? Like, I love how weird it is, but I still love it. I still buy into it. I'm like, yeah, that fucking gator's a Loki. Damn right. I buy that. I think that's a real thing. It makes total sense, man. Like, it could be really hokey and fucking not work at all. Totally works here to me. Uh, Which which alligator Loki has its moments. Like, uh... Mm -hmm. Okay, so speaking of alligator Loki, the thing that I thought was funny is that it was pruned by the TVA because it ate like the neighbor's cat or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, of all, like everybody has their own like nexus event or whatever they call it, and alligator Loki's was fucking eating the neighbor's cat, bro. Like, what? Oh god. And then like the so oh here's another thing in regards to alligator Loki. Do you remember? Did you remember in the Loki trailers? How they showed like the president Loki dude, mm-hmm. like they made it seem like he was gonna be a big deal yes! in the trailers. They misdirected the, show, the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> and in the show they just have him in for like a couple minutes, and he gets his arm eat fucking eaten off by alligator Loki, and it is mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah, it's super so funny. funny dude. He lets out just scream. Oh, I love Tom yeah. Middleton when he does that. It's so funny. I laugh every time. Ah, uh, so it's just... damn good, dude. It's so good. <laughs> and then like they move the camera to his like missing hand and shit. And alligator Loki's just like running away or something. It's so good, dude. Yeah, that whole President Loki thing was such a misdirect because they made it seem like it was gonna be such a bigger deal and it really wasn't. Yeah. Um and then and then of course we had Kid Loki and and um uh, you know who was the kid that was carrying Alligator Loki when we first saw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently his uh uh nexus event was killing thor um, yeah which is pretty hardcore yep it's hardcore pretty uh, hardcore origin story yeah. um 
which uh, I thought he was pretty cool. But I mean, I think he didn't really get to do a whole lot. So, you know, no, he didn't. He got a few lines. His outfit looked cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. He gives the, he gives the, uh, uh, very, Loki our Loki, the, the sword or whatever, the dagger. Yeah. The, yeah. Those are kind and of like, like his you know, moments. Yeah. Those are his like big things. And then of course we had boast, boastful Loki, which is like the, um, the one with like the hammer, you know, mm-hmm. that made it seem like he was like a Thor Loki or whatever. I know? wanted to know so much more about him, but then he. He's he's just another he, like he ends up being he ends up becoming a traitor right like he, he's like, just another Loki <laughs> he's a traitor Loki yeah he's, 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 he's betrayal he's he's a, he double crossed the other Lokis and uh, we don't really get to see him after that he just kind of appears. Hmm. Um. Uh, one of the things we haven't really talked about, but I wanted to talk about just because it's like a it's kind of at the start where it's like because this okay. is where like variant Loki kind of learns like. You're never meant to win. Like you're meant to to cause pain and suffering so others can can rise up to their uh true potential uh you know reach their their the greatest versions of themselves, right? So um yeah. Uh so I did I did want to mention that because we are talking about the other Lokis and this kind of does come up a, a couple times here. Um mm-hmm. that's when like Mobius is talking to him, right? Yeah, that's like in episode 1. Uh yeah. When they're they're looking through his life, uh, basically, which is fucking dope to relive those moments and see those. That was cool. Um, uh, we also have the classic Loki played by Richard E. Grant, who was yeah, fantastic. He was he was really cool, man. <laughs> the the I, outfit, I, I, everything. I liked his old school silly ass outfit. It was it was cool, man. Mm-hmm. He had the big horns and everything. It was it was great. Dude, yeah. When in the episode where he, where he dies, when he recreates Asgard, I was like, "Dude, this is fucking awesome." It man. was like, oh, it was awesome, but it was also like heart wrenching that like he just wants to like have home in some ways, you know. So he's yeah. he's practiced his magic to the point where he can recreate Asgard from memory using his power. It is, which is like incredibly powerful, and then like from memory, like I. I, dude, I'll tell you right now, I couldn't remember this place if you told me to rebuild it, bro. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. Like, um, because he's the Loki that fakes his death with Thanos. He's like, he's what people wanted from, you know, from, uh, from, um, uh, 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 Infinity War. Uh, you know, at the start, you know, our Loki gets killed yeah. and people wanted him to be like, no, he's faking his death. Well, this is the Loki that faked his death and lived in seclusion until he became lonely and ended up getting pruned by the TVA the moment he tries to leave the planet. Um, like, this is his future in a way that you get to see. And he, he mm-hmm. has a big damn hero moment. And and I wrote, I think I even wrote down the notes in this, is like, earlier they hearken to, like, you know... Loki's loose, so they can reach the 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 uh, the person, the other person that, that can reach their highest potential. Well, he he dies, so those other two Lokis can go reach their top potential, right? So I I wrote no. that down in my notes, and I was like, that's so great! Like it, it instantly let the show made me think that he's gonna die, he's gonna lose, but they're gonna be able to reach the end of their journey to reach their potential. 
you know, who they are meant to be kind of deal. Yeah. Um, um, and I just like how different a lot of them are. Like, classic Loki's like, yeah, I don't use blades. He practiced, like, magic his entire time. So, like, he's really good at the magic part. Like, Sylvie is all about enchanting. And and our Loki is, like, a mix. Or, or the variant Loki, I should say, is a mix. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the original Loki's dead. Like, he, he yeah. got his neck snapped by Thanos. And this is the, the our, our main, I guess our main Loki now is the one from end, the Endgame one. The one from the... You know that the Avengers created through going back in time. It, it dude, timelines, man. It gets fucky, dude. It gets weird. Right. But yeah, that that's our other Loki that we currently have. Uh, yeah. Um, but I do like cool. Just how I like how cool all their different power sets are. Like um, they're they're all like they all got their own thing. Yeah, it it is it is really cool seeing all the different variant Lokis. I I, I agree. Which we I thought we talked a little bit about um alligator Loki. Dude, it was really cool seeing Throg finally in the yeah. action. How <laughs> I, I it's it's a very small thing that if kinda like if you blink you'll miss it, but like Throg is in a jar and he's like trying to reach Mjolnir and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we get fucking Jamie Alexander back as fucking Sif. As Lady Sif, yeah, that was so yeah. cool, man. Yeah, that that because uh, I really like I really like her and her character, so it was it was really cool to have her back, even for just that. Yeah. Little bit. And she gives she gives poor variant Loki like the business, like the physical stuff, but also the one that hurts the most is like the one where she doesn't like need him. It's just like where she tells him that he'll always be like alone, like that shit, that shit hurt, <laughs> <laughs> like that shit hurt. Hiddleston's face emotions are great throughout this. Like, his acting is phenomenal throughout this whole series. Like, oh my goodness. It's, it's, uh... It's crazy. Yeah. Um... How'd you feel about the whole uh, relationship between Loki and uh, Sylvie? Because, like, some people were uncomfortable with it. I saw on Twitter, like, they were a little little weirded out by it and i'm like yeah, man, it's man, not like it's if you, <laughs> you know if you if you think loki wouldn't fuck himself i mean come on man like you like do you like, what do you this is loki we're talking about <laughs> here man like like what do you what do you fuck do you think man like even in like not even talking about mcu or marvel loki like myth- mythological loki like from like you know nordic you know Norse mythology. That is a crazy ass Loki, dude. Like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, do you guys know the things that he does in that, in like, fucking, in that, like, in just normal mythology? Like, he's fucking insane. He's crazy, dude. <laughs> so if you're, if you're, if you're somehow surprised that Loki would kiss himself or you know, a variant of himself or you know, whatever, come on, like, have you really been paying attention? Like, this is. This isn't even like this is nowhere near where what we what could happen. Like, no, no, I, I thought it was fine. Like, it it, it makes sense to me. Like, I'm not <laughs> for for not like two seconds. It. I was like, this is a little strange, and then I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. Let's let's show it's whatever. Yeah, it's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it is what it is, man. It was it what I it was really cool, like seeing both of them, and by them I mean Sylvie and 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 you know our Loki, which. 
I don't know what to call him. I'm just going to call him Loki because he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's <laughs> yeah, just a, call him Loki. It gets a little confusing because there's so many Lokis. <laughs> yeah. So Loki and Sylvie, it's, it was really cool seeing them like grow mm-hmm. together because when they first see them on Lamentis, they're trying to like kill each other, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least Sylvie is like really like trying to kill Loki. Loki's like, yo, you know, we could. We could kill, stand here and kill each other. We could work together, you know? And, like, they're, like, constantly at each other. And then, like, slowly within that episode, we see them, like, you know, when they're on the train, they're they're talking to each other, like, you know, oh, uh, I'm sure you must have had, like, many princesses or princes or whatever after you, right? And he's like, oh, a bit of both. I suspect you you as well had the same thing. So, you know. Which mm-hmm. that was another thing I I think people were pretty happy about that they couldn't you know they made Loki uh uh you know a, a like gender fluid mm-hmm. right like he he kind of and he kind of goes for anybody type deal which I mean again to me like if anybody is weirded out by that or, or like uh, upset by it somehow like how why. Like do you like again, we're talking about Loki here. Like this is a character that is bizarre in, in many ways and, and that's some of the things that you're gonna be you know. This doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me why people would be confused by that, but to me it's no. like it, it makes it makes total sense. Like it, was, it makes perfect sense to me uh, that that characters would be no. like into any gender and is could be any gender, you know, like yeah, he's, he's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I was just saying, like, how cool it was seeing them like go from like real hostile, hostile to each other, and then like you know, you see them warm up and talk a little bit more about personal things, and mm-hmm. you know. There's a moment in some some I forget which episode, but it's I think the one where they're like right about to face Eliath or something. Which, by the way, Eliath is a thing too that mm-hmm. I think we'll get a little bit more into once we talk about a certain character. But yeah, so Sylvie's like, well, how how am I gonna know? You know, you're not gonna betray me or something. And then you know, just the whole the whole thing of like Sylvie can't trust anybody and Loki can't be trusted. You know, and they have mm-hmm. to like get past that to like work together. And you know, it's 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 really cool, just just character growth, you know, like seeing these people become like like you know we were saying earlier the the best versions of themselves they can be, right? Because mm-hmm. you know they had classic the, uh, Loki sacrifice himself to to do that. So during the last episode, even I was like, "All right, I think I think we can trust Loki," I think. But there was always that little five percent in the back of my mind. But what? He's Loki, though. What if he pulls out some betrayal here at the end? That happens, you know. Like the line, you yeah. know, you can't trust, and I can't be trusted. Like, damn man, you know, I was in there like, he's right. I mean, it's, like, yeah, he's he's he's, he's very right. It's hundred percent true. She has trust like, issues, and and motherfucker, no one can trust you because you fucking you backstab everybody, literally. Hmm. Like, so as I was sitting there watching the ending, I was like, is something going to happen? Is there going to be some great betrayal that happens? You know, 
here at the end. So. Well, yeah, because like as you're watching the episode, at least for me, this is how it felt like to me. I was like, there is no way. There's no fucking way that they're going to be able to wrap all of this up this episode. It's going very slow. From the moment that we meet, uh, well, I guess we should just talk about him now. He Who Remains, mm-hmm. played by Jonathan Majors, who, man, I I loved that character, dude. He was fucking fantastic. I was laughing my ass off the entire time he was on screen talking to to those two. Because like even when he wasn't talking, like you'd see Loki and Sylvie talking, and then he'd be in the background like making faces or like you know doing mm-hmm. stuff. And it was it was so good. And and also the moment that I saw him, I was like, yo, because we if you for those of you who know or do not know. Jonathan Majors was uh like forever ago. I, I, we talked about it on here on the podcast, like I don't know when, like a while while back. Was cast as Kang the Conqueror in uh, Ant Man: Quantumania. So as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Dude, they're finally like we're this is it. We're 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 getting introduced to this character. Like we're." We are truly in the next phase of the MCU because, you know, again, like you were mentioning earlier, we're done with the Infinity Saga. Infinity <laughs> Stones, they're in a fucking drawer, dude. They don't mean shit. We, we use these things as, as fucking D&D dice, man. Like, they're, they're nothing. <laughs> like, they, fucking, they, they don't control shit no more, man. Right. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, the dude, what's his name? The Asian dude at the TV uh, the early episodes. Oh, shit. He, Casey? That guy, Casey, thank you. Casey, that guy was pretty funny too. And mm-hmm. another thing, he was one of the krill farmers in the Mandalorian in the Sanctuary episode in season one. No, which I, I, I found out. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, he was funny, man. Casey was 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 funny. He was yeah, he was pretty, pretty funny. Stuff. What's a fish? Uh, anyway, um, back to he who remains. Uh, if I can just butt in here for just a second. Go, um, go for it. Go for it. So I didn't know who Jonathan Majors was because I've never seen him in anything. So when the elevator opened and I saw him step out, that character step out, I'm like, I have no idea who you are and you look surprisingly ordinary. But as the episode went on and the, and the character talked more and was the more they talked, the stranger like he kind of became, I was like, oh, this is good. This is great. I love this. You know what I mean? Like, so I went from like, I have no idea who you are and I'm a little uninterested because you look kind of normal. And then as he kind of talked and was obviously not normal, like, like I grew to be like, oh, I want to, I want to see more, you know? Uh, So that's somebody that that's from coming from me that had no idea anything about Jonathan Majors. So Uh, I know. So the thing that I've seen him in before is uh, he was the main dude in love, Lovecraft country. You know, mm-hmm. the, that show that was on last year. So I'd seen him in that, so I knew him from that. And then he was in that The Five Bloods movie, which uh, um, I haven't seen yet. But it was like one of Chadwick Boseman's, like, you know, last movies. Uh, so, I mean, I, I want to check it out, but I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. But anyway, and then, like I said, we, we talked about him on the podcast because, again, he'd been cast as, as King the Conqueror in, in Ant-Man. So, like, I knew who he was. So, as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, dude, 
we're we're doing it. We're going for it. This is it. We're finally introducing this character. Mm-hmm. It was it was really really cool. And then yeah, I just the the, the just the things like yeah, like he's just this dude. And then like Sylvie attacks him and he like starts you know moving around because he has the device and he's like, oh, I know everything that's gonna happen. He pulls out the script and he says all this like funny shit. And then like the thing that when he's when he like. Tell us to, when he talks to Sylvie, going like, yeah, he's like, grow up, Sylvie. We're all villains here. We've all done evil shit, basically, right? Yeah, no, I love that part. <laughs> that part was so good, dude. They he's grow sweet. up, so hypocrite. Good. Like, yeah, I love that part. It was like, so I good, loved man. it. I was like, he's fucking right. He's obviously yeah. a little, little nuts, though, because he has been like isolated, right? Like, hasn't really interacted with dude, anybody. The fact that this man has isolated himself, created the TVA because he is he's afraid of nothing but variants of himself. Mm-hmm. He's just afraid of variants of himself that are gonna come over. Cause because they, they talk about they they he mentions that about right. how you know there's a Nathaniel Richards is a you know person who became into contact with like universe you know alternate universes and variants of himself and uh you know <laughs> if you think I'm bad wait till you see my variants like yeah like right? that's like, a line that he shit. says and it's like it's like that shit's terrifying. <laughs> like, you know? and, and like they weaponize the Lyoth, and you know, uh, the reason why he's there is to contain all that stuff. And he gives Loki and Sylvie a choice, right? He's like, mm-hmm. "Yo, you can uh, you can stay here and uh, and and take over for me, or uh, you can kill me. And either way, I'll come back, uh, but you won't like it." Yeah, you know? I so. just I just wind up right back where I am. Yeah. yeah. When when Sylvie kills him and he's like he winks at her and says see you soon, like oh my god, dude I got no. chills. I was like fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, like dude, dude, Jonathan Majors killed it, dude. He fucking mm-hmm. killed it. He's so damn good, man. Yeah, he's he like, was he's great. Like, he's like crawling and jumping on tables and shit, and it was, it was fucking. Guy, he was so good, dude. He was—he's one of my favorite characters for sure. And 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 he was only in the last episode, but he was so damn good. Like I, yeah, I can't—I cannot wait to see more of this character. Well, he—he he sells the entire next phase of the Marvel movies in that in yeah. one episode of, of of one episode of one show. Like he's not even in like the whole thing. He's like, you know what I mean? Like he's only in there for like a little while, but he sells yeah. you on the entire next phase of what Marvel is gonna be. Which is the the Conqueror saga. I don't know what they're gonna call it, but like you know. Multiversal uh, war, I don't know. War, yeah, I don't know. Um But but he sold me on it and I was like, okay, this is the show that sets everything else that's gonna come up, pretty much. So Yeah. I am yeah. I am excited. I am, yeah, I'm I'm super on board with I'm I'm super on board and super excited with the future of the MCU, man. Like mm-hmm. just based off of that, like the ending of this show, I, I can't wait, dude. Like, there's, it, it, it it's so crazy because again, at the top of this, you know, when we're talking about this, I'm like, to me, this is one of those shows that like I was that wasn't super like I wasn't super excited about because I just didn't know anything about it. But now that it's over, I'm like, dude, the things that they've set up here are very exciting. Like, so fucking cool for the MCU. I I cannot wait, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be great, and and just at the end of the episode, when when you know we're, we're focusing on Loki, 
again after Sylvie kills uh, He Who Remains. Um, and then like he's he's he, he sees Mobius and some of the other hunters uh, from the TVA, and he's talking to him, and Mobius is responding like he's like, "Oh, who are you?" Like you know, who are you? Because he doesn't recognize them, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like it's going down now, dude. Like shit has changed already. And then, like the camera pans over, and we see a statue of who I assume is the Kang the Conqueror, because the mm-hmm. the like neck thing and the the, <clears throat> the the gear that he's the statue's wearing looks very similar to the Kang the Conqueror the- stuff. It's that Planet of the Apes moment. It's the you know like yeah. it's that statue, it, it's that exactly fucking the Statue of, of Liberty. Like it's great. Yeah. It sells. It sells it. It's like oh shit, it's already happened. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, I'm excited. I'm super excited and like it's uh, cool to see what's next. Yeah, I, I and again, they're obviously we said they're doing a season two. Um, yeah, it was. What what a crazy show! Like each episode, I was like, man. And then, like, also, I want to give props to Tara Strong, who was uh, Miss Minutes, because I thought she yeah. did a great job. Well. Miss Minutes. <laughs> Something I wasn't expecting at all—a giant walking right? clock, like almost Roger Rabbit is walking yeah, clock. Was, you know, <laughs> like again, this show just like so many. That's the thing about this show, right? Like, there's so many bizarre, crazy, kooky things. But like you just you just you just accept it and, and take it for what it is because mm-hmm. that's the way things are, dude. Like I I I never questioned any of it because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm just going along with what they're telling me, and it's it just always weird. makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. There's references to all things, all kinds of things from the there's the fucking Thanos copter, right? That got 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 shouted out in so many things that they show. Yeah, yeah. In the a prune lot area, of references and Easter eggs the, and stuff. Yeah. Tons, tons of interesting little little fun tidbits and weirdness that got shown. Um, there's i think the episode or two before i think the one before the finale there is um like you know how when they're in the void as mm-hmm. as they call it when we see all the variant lokis and stuff they have like an uh like buildings and stuff in the background one of the back one of the buildings was uh i think it was called the king company mm-hmm. and it's like one of the like Things run by, you know, Kane the Conqueror and Nathaniel, all the variant, you know, one of the variants, and the Nathaniel Richards and all that stuff. So, like, they they kind of like, you know, they 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 put honestly, like, I'm gonna be curious to see like in future like rewatches of this, like just things that you on you know you notice in the background that obviously you couldn't didn't catch the first time, you know? Yeah. Like uh. A little bit off topic, but I recently rewatched uh, Heredi- Hereditary again. You know the horror movie, mm-hmm. and the first time, like there's there's so many there's so many things in the background in that movie. But the first time you watch it, it's kind of impossible to catch things. But the second time that I watched it now, you know the most recent time, I it's like so like obvious that things are there. But when you're first watching something, it's like you're like so focused on like what people are saying and what's the story and the, what characters happen that you, you're not, you're not like looking at like the top corner of the screen or like in the background to spot something, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's just cool. Always like, you know, seeing what you can spot the second go around in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the, the, the cast for the show was pretty good. We, we talked about about, you know, a lot of the, 
the main the main people. Uh, we didn't talk about Hunter B fifteen, which I thought she was pretty good too. Uh, yes. Um. Um. Yeah, I I I don't know. Let me see. Her name is Wunmi Masaku. So she that actress did a good job. Uh, it was really cool when she like. Um, do you remember the episode when we meet uh the the like actual Judge Renslayer, like mm-hmm. not like not her as a judge, but like she's like the principal at like a school or something. Yeah. And then like Hunter B fifteen brings in some of the other hunters and she's she's like, like this she's not a judge, dude. Like we're all we've all been lied to basically. Like, this is all bullshit, you know. Like this is the proof right here because she this person standing in front of us that you think you know, she's not a judge, bro. Like she's just a fucking school principal, man. And like, and then, and then, and then also like, when she was being like possessed by Sylvie, you know, she did a good job doing that too. And she she just did a good job. So shout out to to to, to her. Uh, again, Winmi uh, Masaku, she did she did great. And then yeah, just everybody, all all, all the uh, all the cast was 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 pretty solid in this. Music already, we obviously we talked about fantastic. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to go on uh, Spotify and like you know grab, put some of that stuff into my scores and soundtracks playlist on Spotify. Uh, for sure. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, overall, I I definitely enjoyed this show a lot more than I thought I was going to, because I didn't really know what to expect from it. So it was like for me. Nothing, nothing, or, or or one of those shows that I like again, I wasn't like super looking forward to, but it pleasantly surprised me, and yeah. at the end had me very excited because I'm super looking forward to the Kang the Conqueror stuff, and you know again timeline fuckery man we're we're going all kinds of places, uh I wonder where what you know what what Sylvie's story has in store for us and. Like, like honestly, like nobody died. We have like everybody. Like you know, we we thought more. We originally thought Mobius died because he got pruned, but then like you know, we we found out that getting pruned doesn't really kill you. So, yeah. Uh, the the only person that died was was classic Loki, unfortunately. But, um, you know, it was it was for a very. Uh, it was a great was death, a, to be fair. It was. A, it, was a, it really was. It was a great moment. It was. It was a great death. So you know. <laughs> Like, if my character has to die in a story, that's how I want him to go. I want him to have this epic, badass moment of, of like, sacrificing himself for somebody else. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Um, I was just yeah, looking, so... like, we get the uh, we get the making of Loki, like, tomorrow, right? Like, the assembled thing. Oh, really? I didn't even, uh, I didn't, uh, I, for, I forgot that they were doing those. Yeah, we, are, we you're right, though, we do. That's, I'll definitely be checking that out. We'll be checking that out. I, yeah, I watched <laughs> the, the, the WandaVision and the, the, one, the Falcon Winter Soldier one, so I'll definitely be checking that out. Mm-hmm. Very very cool. Um, but yeah, like we um, we can we have Loki back. We we'll have Sylvie, Ravona, uh, the other Loki variants, Mobius. Uh, yeah, that'll be. It's gonna be cool, man. I. So overall, um, I don't know. Did you have a favorite episode, or or were they all, or it's the whole thing just like a whole? Because like for me, um, I kind of like. Since I wasn't really like, 
it's one of these things that I that I, like I had like oh man I I can't wait for this you know it was kind of more of just like we'll see where it goes I kind of enjoyed all of it like as a thing mm-hmm. like a six hour thing all together so it's kind of difficult for me to like f- find an episode because they all have like good things in them right like but did you have a favorite episode or no? Um. Uh. You know, I'd have to pick two, and it'd be the final two okay. if I had to pick a favorite favorite because. Just like I loved the the classic Loki stuff so much, but I also really liked the He Who Remains setting everything up for the next phase of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so like those two would have to be like tied for me if I had to pick up a, a favorite. But I think that just no. goes to show I love the whole show. Like it's just so yeah, good. No. Yeah, yeah, I understand because I I find that I typically enjoy the ending of things a lot too, mm-hmm. but. You can't really have an ending without everything that's set up before it, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I I understand that. Like like uh, to bring up Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi are two of my like my two favorite ones, and they're at the end of each of the trilogies. Mm-hmm. But like we can't really get there without having what comes out before there, right? So it, it's you know yeah. I, I get it. Um. Yeah. No. I, I. I. Again, I enjoyed it all, but I like for like that last episode was really like. It just had me like really excited for the future of the MCU for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we is there anything else it. you want to? Oh yeah. yeah I was going to say I don't know. Yeah. Any other uh, closing thoughts here? We pretty much just pretty much went through it all. <laughs> we t- we already, talked about know. all the stuff we loved, and uh, that's kind of all we really do when we there talk about these kinds of shows. Right. Yeah, I mean. Uh, like there wasn't really anything I would say that I dislike. Like I just I don't like I to be honest, I wouldn't even know what to like dislike, you know? Like music was great. Uh I don't know enough about like what they were going for with the story in this, so I can't really be like, oh, they deviated from the comics and this that I would have preferred they stuck to it, you know, or something like I'm I I don't even I wouldn't even know what to like yeah, there was just, you know if anything, I guess I would have wanted Renslayer to be more of a team loki but mm. i mean hey man she's that kind of makes her more of an interesting character because she's kind of like on she's kind of like doing she has she has her own agenda and then again yeah the her her relationship between mobius is, is very interesting um yeah but yeah i don't yeah i don't really have any i can't really think of any negatives i'm sure i don't have any knocks the, there are things i would like to see i would like to see more like like i would have loved to see like some of those other crazy variant timelines like which yeah. are things that could happen in in like other seasons and stuff, but that's and not a knock. That's just that's just like my wish list of things I'd like. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, I, I I can't really think of anything either. So yeah, I mean overall, definitely enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to season two whenever that's out. I'm sure it'll be like sometime next year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I um, we we kind of have a bit of a break in terms of MCU shows, like. I I know we're getting what if, but that's kind of like a what it is exactly what it the title is. It's a what if, you know. It's not like a continuation mm-hmm. of like, it's not like a Wandavision or a Falcon Winter Soldier or even this. Like you know, I think the the next show that we're getting though, I think is um, I want to say it's either uh, Miss Mar or Miss Marvel. Or uh, Hawkeye, right? Those are like the ones we're getting next. What's next? I'm gonna Google and see if they're. I'm pretty sure that that's what's next. Just to see what's, um, yeah. That is not what I'm looking for at all. 
Yeah, because I mean, like I said, what if is coming out like next month? But I mean, that's not like you know, it's an animated. It's it's not really. Um... Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are late twenty twenty one is what they say. Yeah, so yeah, I, I knew they were next. coming out this year. So th- that's that's what's coming up next in in these like shows. But don't get me wrong, I'm super looking forward to what if. Um, mm-hmm. We 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 may do an episode on that. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see with how things time up line up. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll we'll probably we may do one on that. Let's see. May I'm excited. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. If that's all we got, guys, I believe I that is I, a show. I think that's it, though. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Huh? Uh, hope you enjoyed our Loki talk. We're going to be ending that right now. And we'll be saying our goodbyes. So let's pop over to Daniel first. You're up. Thank you kindly. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, it was a fun one. Uh, if you want to talk more Loki or, or Marvel or whatever, hit me up on any of these places that are on the screen. Uh, we'll be sure to have a, a, a cool, a nice conversation about the, any of these things that we're fans of. Uh, yeah, uh, coming up on stream for me, I am, uh, gonna be uh, this week i'm just playing like smaller games like uh i'll probably i'm gonna do overwatch tomorrow because of the new event uh and then probably thursday or friday i'm gonna do ghost of tsushima legends because i want to do more of that uh so i'll be streaming that if you guys want to check that out come over and hang out we'll be doing some like tsushima-ing some samurai-ing um yeah, so I'm just playing like you know games here and there. Like like yesterday, I played Distance and uh, enlisted. But uh, next week we're going to be starting a new story game, and that is going to be Mafia Three. So if you've never seen it or you want to come check check that out, uh, you know, come hang out. We'll we'll be doing that. Uh, Mafia Three next week. Uh, Ghost Tsushima Overwatch this week. Uh, yep. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week where we talk about EA Play. Bye bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out the Clockwork Cantina here on Tuesday instead of the usual Monday. Appreciate everybody that stopped by in person. YouTube and MP3s people, it'll be up there as the usual, um, which is as soon as possible after this recording. Um, Just keep an eye out on the channels for stuff. Um, We'll stream if we're up to it. um, And stuff like that. Um... Uh, tomorrow's my birthday, so wish me a happy birthday on my Twitter. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you don't have to do anything. But tomorrow is my birthday, so I, uh, I'll i be d- probably not on as much, maybe. Or maybe I'll be on all the time. Who knows? Uh, uh, but other than that, we will see you all next time. Thanks for checking us out, and we will uh, see you next time. Bye-bye.